Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to a brand new life, to a brand new day, all the way from the wastelands of California. My name is Michael, and I am a mere figment of your imagination. First time listeners out there, thanks for finding this. Do keep in mind, no matter what it is that you do choose to believe, we do admire you for your curiosity. Joining us this evening is Mr. Dean Ryan. He's the producer of the show The Real Deal Report, a popular fast-paced news program featuring Mike Barra, Jim Fetzer, or as you know him here, as The Freight Train. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for allowing us into your hearts and into your minds. Here we are again, on a night like this. Well, I guess it's time for Armageddon, as they say. Hello to those who join us live here on YouTube, and of course, those who only listen to us through the podcast rendition of this program. Regardless, we do wish you all would come in one of these nights here and join us live. It's always an honor and pleasure to be here. We've got a lot to dissect as we usually do, and last night we were live right here with Mr. Jeffrey Prather. If you have not listened to that, oh, I recommend that you do. In a moment, Dean Ryan will join us here in a moment. And of course, I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Mike Hideous. Let's bring him in now. Uh, Mike, what's up? Good evening to you, Mr. Deacon. How are you on this fine Saturday evening? I really can't complain. How are you, my uh, man? Man? What'd you call me? Man? I called you man. Calm, calm down, man. I was going to call you man, and then I was going to call you Mike. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, what was the question? I was asking, oh, my, how are you, my friend? 
I'm 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 uh I'm alright. You're all okay? Right. Are you feeling better, Mike? No, but Are you still in a bad mood? I've been in a bad mood for like two weeks now. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's I, more I'm, bad I'm, news I coming, gotta, Mike. I, I must I gotta say. Admit, I'm, I'm trying to take uh, Mr. Prather's um, uh, advice from yesterday, which is, you know, you got to just kind of let it go. But I'll tell you, it's just so hard. It's very difficult for me. Very difficult. The chat room noticed the uh, sigh in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Sigh of relief to be on this show to give me some excitement during the day. Otherwise, I'm just I'm biting my toenails. You're just there angry. Sequestered uh, alone sec- with, with yeah, the birds. Just like I'm, I'm eager to, to start making money. Uh, you know, I want to work and uh, I can't. Well, Mike, I have some good news and I got some bad news. All right. The good news. Let me guess. You've got a month. You've got money for me in a sack with a dollar sign on it. I really don't. Uh, okay. All right. But we do. We, we have something like that for you, but okay. I'll deliver the good and bad news after the break here. But it is that time to reach out to Mr. Dean Ryan. Mr. Dean Ryan, come on down. Come on down. I was going to call him Mr. Dean Martin. Mr. Dean Ryan Martin. <laughs> I think that's our new name for him. That's a pretty good little, um, little good, uh, good sound there. From who? Of uh, the name. Oh, from him? Yeah, that's a yeah, good name. Yeah. Dean it's, Martin it's Ryan. It's probably better Dean Martin Ryan. Dean Martin Ryan. We're going to have to try to convince him to change his name. <laughs> it has, just has a good little sound to it. I don't know why. Well, you, I'm sure you can convince him. We'll try. We'll try. And I believe he's live uh, right now. Is that you, Dean? Hey, Michael. Thanks for having me back on. It's good to see you and Mike again. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for being a part of the program and spending some time with us here this evening. Oh, it's Hello, good to Mr. be back. Ryan. And, uh, yeah, it's totally good to be back in these uh, ever-changing times, totally. It's quite ridiculous, really, but we have to power forward as we usually do. We are Americans, after all, and um, we're very hard-headed. Uh, yes, we are, and people learn the hard way uh, in, in these times, but... I think when now that statues are falling and oh, a lot yeah. of the American culture and icons are just, you know, getting dragged down by a bunch of college students in uh, military type, I think it's uh, it's a great wake up call that's uh, needed, actually. I think they should put they should erect the statues once again and electrify them so that if anybody touches them, they get electrocuted. <laughs> yeah, they should put barbed wire in like sharks around them with laser beams off their head and just totally protect the uh, statue. <laughs> sharks with laser beams. Yes, there you go. I like that. Yes, that's another way. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So, Dean, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself before we jump into all the latest musings from around the world. Well, a little bit about myself is uh, just been a producer. Um, Throughout the independent media for the past decade, worked with all the best, the greats, learned, and started getting in front of the camera four years ago on iHeartRadio with the show called Truth Be Told, and it was pretty good, and moved on to film, and uh, as I was coming to uh, California recently in March, just to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, uh, that was Armageddon Eve in my life, like so many of us around the world, has changed 180 degrees, and uh, it's just, uh, that's the condensed version, I guess, of everything I've done in the past decade. But yes, it's uh, biblical times, it's historical, it's just unbelievable, and uh, I I think many of us, whether we know it or not, we were born for this and ready for it, and, you know, 
I think we're going in the right direction eventually at the end of the day. Understood. And of course, the last time I spoke to you, you were just moving from uh, California and now you are in Texas, correct? I am in Texas. Uh, I just got here to Austin a few days ago. I had to leave the residence that I've been, uh, felt like I was hiding at under, and, uh, yeah, I was in Culver City for the three months starting in March. And I left about two weeks ago and finally made it to Austin uh, just days ago now. And we're setting up uh, a, a home studio here headquarters for the new Real Deal Media Network uh, that we're transferring all the Real Deal reports and some other key shows to and articles and just a real uh, TV kind of a network slash news bureau. It's going to be a real force to be reckoned with one day, but uh, we're taking it slow because we want to do it right. And uh, so I came back to Texas finally, just three months, uh, three months away. You know, it's pretty nuts, Mr. Ryan. You just left from a, a hot spot to another hot spot in, in Texas. Uh, yeah, I thought I would come here uh, to go bar hop, catch out the restaurants, and uh, go, you know, be outside for a change. And as of Friday, yesterday. The, the, the day I was finally going to go out after working nonstop, uh, that's when the everything closed down. The new lockdown happened. And, um, yeah, it's just I, I can't seem to go to a place where there's not a lockdown or, uh, you know, a bar, anything's open. It just has bad luck. So that that's Texas right now as we speak. That's true. Mr. Ryan, go can, ahead, can I Mike. ask you a quick, a quick question? In a, in a nutshell, uh, what was the reason you left California? Well, in a nutshell, I, I noticed one day I turned on the local news and I don't really watch TV at all. And I've been focused on the larger, bigger picture of this, this pandemic from the geopolitical scale to the underground warfare to the, you know, coronavirus test itself and the origins, just everything across the board, as we established in the last time I was on this uh, show. And I started getting wind of uh, these protests and thinking, oh, they're just in downtown L.A. or Hollywood. So I turned on the local news in, in the apartment I was at, and, I, and it showed these riots happening, or as they were calling them, protests with a few looters, which was total BS. And it was a mile away from me, and it kept uh, getting closer and closer as the days turned into hours and everything. And on top of that, I've been reporting pipe bombs going off, gunshots for months and those started increasing, and then I got word that the budget, the $150 million budget of the LAPD was cut, so cops were going to be walking. Some of them already are, and I saw what happened in Seattle, Minneapolis. In fact, the other day, Minneapolis City Council voted 12 to, to 0 to get rid of the police, and L.A. is the big enchilada that they want. So I took that into account on top of two credible high-level sources that told me California is going to close all their borders sometime in July, and they're going to force some kind of test on their people going in or out. And I nice. took that into account, and that's exactly what I found out they're doing at the southern border by Mexico. It's completely sealed still, and they're implementing uh, the, these temperature tests for the coronavirus uh, temperature test, and that's why Disneyland announced that they're opening in July. So um, I just didn't want to be in the hornet's nest any longer than I already was. I thought I did my due diligence in reporting all the things happening in L.A., you know, reporting that the drones in the United States and the LAPD are 
Chinese and being ran by China. Uh, all of these things I took into account and I said, okay, it's time for me to leave. A lot of people are already leaving and I had yeah. some opportunity to come here to Austin and set up shop. So that's what I did. And it's just a, it's a hornet's nest. It's going to turn into Seattle. That's what they're trying to do. In fact, there's hostages in that whole Chaz area, whatever that is, that confusing name. Um, so it, it, I just saw the writings on the wall, guys, and I said, it's time for me to go and continue the fight uh, elsewhere. Understood. I don't think you are out of the clear, however, being out there in Texas. I mean, Texas is being hammered as well. Well, it, it goes back to kind of what the, the original chapter one of this pandemic novel was. And chapter one of this virus initially coming out was a lot of that was a beta test to see which counties, which cities are going to accept the, the lockdown and which ones aren't. And the ones that are not, they were protesting the lockdown, reopening businesses, not following the, quote, guidelines. Those were, were going to be the targets for this second wave. And currently, that's exactly what's happening. You know, you go down Orange County in California, uh, you see just buses of Black Lives Matter all of a sudden right there in uh, Huntington Beach, which is bizarre and odd. And then you see um, same thing happening here in Texas. You, you have these protests and shutdowns. It's just they know what the targets are. Now, w w with the riots, the plan, um, the pandemic riots, that was kind of a beta test, too. They wanted to see where did everybody run to? Uh, where is everyone going? What 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 uh, neighborhoods are going to be available and who are going to cooperate? Because they're going to come back with riots. So this is all one big kind of a war scenario, which it is a war. It is a world war, definitely. And there's caches of guns being passed around everywhere. Uh, in fact, there, there there was a press release the other day. I think it was today in my notes here. I, I took the notes. Um, here it is, guys, right here. In Louisville, Kentucky, this was today, uh, this was released, more than 10,000 assault weapons from China were recently seized by federal officers who said they were being shipped to a home in Brevard County. The shipment was seized on May 22nd at a package handling facility in Louisville, Kentucky, according to U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Well, gee, um, if you look at the Antifa guys, it's, a lot of them look like little skinny, pimple-faced skateboard uh, kids. Yeah, most I, of them I are. Doubt they can shoot a fully automatic weapon. So what kind of people are we talking about? Terrorists. Exactly. Exactly. And then, um, and then to add to this, Sybil, Sybil Edmonds uh, two weeks ago said that there's a plan by the deep state and the Democrats to incite the Muslim community, pull a false flag on them, to then have them join the BLM, the Antifa, and this, quote, resistance for the full-on war that they want. So we put that out there as well. Now, what did we find out today with NASCAR? NASCAR, they're doing this this virtue sig signaling right. for all the NASCAR drivers. There's like 30 of them in a row on their knees bowing to, in like a, to the altar of Mecca and Muhammad. And, and doing some kind of Muslim pride chant. Wait so a minute. It's what? all in the writings and the narrative that they're building. Wait, what? They're doing a what, what, what chant? Praying. They're, they're, they're like praying. doing the prayer kind of stance. Oh, okay. That That's I didn't wonderful. know. Yeah. That's wonderful. Interesting. Okay. I had no idea. Uh, NASCAR also going through a, a number of changes as well, just like everything is uh, currently right now, the whole cultural revolution that we are seeing uh well, mr dean ryan go ahead mike 
I'm sorry to interrupt, but Michael, here's a very interesting topic that we should probably look further into. Now, uh, Mr. Ryan just mentioned how NASCAR – I don't know. How many did you say? Five? Five NASCAR drivers or are, are, did you oh, see no, five? I, I could show you guys a picture. Um, God, it had to have been – it looked like it was like 30 of them. Okay, so let's just say for argument's sake, 30. Just, just, just to get my point out, let's just say for argument's sake, 30 – NASCAR drivers are bowing or kneeling and 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 apparently appeasing the um, uh, the Islamic God. So, Michael, <laughs> interesting. How many of did you say? Because uh, I remember you, you said NASCAR drivers are a bunch of hillbilly hicks who uh, drive around in circles. Now that being was I wrong? Well, here's the question. Really think that any of them would bow down to Mecca? Not really, but you know, I don't really care too much about nascar so and, and that, i'm surprised that, that they were said, doing that though wow right so, so with that being said whether you like them or not i'm really interested to know what this story is about so of course without going any further and not without interrupting everybody i just had to i had to find more out about that because i'm going to look it up at some point uh yeah i could send you guys a link after the uh, show but I think what it really highlights is the following, that the if, if Hollywood is complicit into a lot of this deep state agenda, a lot of them are foreign operatives like Tom Hanks, who we exposed on the Real Deal Report as a high clearance leveled operative of Greece and who has diplomatic immunity and is not arrested, as many have claimed. We have no evidence that he is. In fact, they were uh, uh, him and his wife, Rita, were paid to uh, not endorse hydroxychloroquine and say it's terrible. Rita said it made her ill. She almost died. And to also say they had the the mythical COVID-1984 disease virus. So if we know Hollywood is complicit, isn't the same standard and rule apply to uh, sports, which is sports entertainment? And I would say, yes, it is. And if you look at what the NBA has done with China and, and how they won't dare criticize China and they'll shame the Hong Kong protesters. And if you dare criticize China, you get sent home and your pay gets docked. Well, the same thing applies in NASCAR because these sports, they're the opiates of the masses for the quote unquote toxic males of the, uh, the United States. So it has every interest if you're a deep state, you know, producer or director to then control the masses through the sports and put your subliminal messages in this virtue signaling of the, the Muslim, you know, uh, community and have everyone bow at the, the altar of Sinbad, uh, then we must question, well, do we really need sports? And I think the answer is no. Not really. We can find other means. Very true. I, you know, I don't really care too much. I like them, but is it essential to me? Uh, personally, uh, no, not at all. I even right. uh, a, right. about a, about two weeks ago, Mr. Ryan, I had actually made mention how I think it was kind of ridiculous that they're concerned about opening up arenas and uh, sports complexes for right. the very purpose of entertainment. When, in my opinion, they should be more focused focused on those of us who cannot currently work right now. Screw the sports. Let's get America back to work. Well, Mike, it sounds like you're not concerned about LeBron James's uh, welfare. I could give for, uh, a crap about LeBron James. He's a moron. He's an anti-American, and I hope he goes to hell. Well, um, yeah, believe I mean, hell, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Lord. yeah, you know, eventually, Mike, uh, all these people will uh, bring hell to us at some level, but I think we can bring it right back, and I think. 
the American people have really saw or see sports for what they are, which is the controlled opposition of everything uh, that we're about, you know. And do I, I don't, I said football is not going to come back, baseball, all these things. I mean, how long can ESPN keep playing, you know, classic sports moments of the, the you know, late 70s? Oh, they got hours. They run out of things to say. Oh, they got hours of footage, Dean. Don't worry. They will milk it as long as they, as long as they can. My, my poor right. dad, my poor dad, 89 years old, he loves baseball, and he's been watching all these repeats. In fact, the, the one time I, I had come over, I didn't know they were playing repeats, and I come over, and he's watching b- baseball on the on the tube, and I'm like, Dad, what are, you, what are you doing? I'm like, where did they start playing baseball? And he's like, oh, no, 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 it's from 1973. I'm like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> By the way, I found an article basically uh, debunking that photo of uh, these people kissing on the ground there from uh, 2007 uh, either way i don't give a fuck fuck nascar <laughs> i don't give a shit i'm just being honest but know, it, it is interesting know. however i didn't know about this but yes uh, the photo uh, people are claiming it's it's not a legit photo uh, dean well you know we have to uh we have to question obviously yes question the photo i think the timing is is impeccable as, as this Muslim narrative is building. But also we should be questioning the questionnaires because when they said the same thing about the uh, George Floyd photo that was in the Obama Foundation tweet, they said, well, because of the algorithms, uh, even though it said it was posted May 17th, although Floyd didn't allegedly die till the 25th, well, it changes algorithms and automatically changes the picture. Well, right. That's convenient, but the the actual code of the website and all that stuff was put out, and uh, we verified that as, yes, it was put out with that picture on May 17th, and it's convenient that the new algorithms just so happened to take place at the same time to combat, you know, what people like us have been saying. So could the NASCAR uh, photo be fake? Could it be real? It remains to be seen. I just think the timing of it is very uh, suspect. And I don't trust NASCAR. I don't trust NASCAR with the whole Bubba thing going on. I don't hear. How fake that was. I mean. Oh, I agree with you on that. Juicy Smollett, you know, with, with uh, you know, NASCAR edition. It's just insane the amount of, uh, it feels like we're living in the 1800s again. as like, you know, Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. And there's a. Oh, well, don't say that. That's racist. By the way, the photograph that we were talking about, yes, we can't ascertain if it's real or not, if it's authentic or not, but regardless, it's out there, and eventually we will find out if it's uh, legit or not in due time. But yes, uh, Dean, I agree with you. Lots of um wild shit going on. This uh, new woke order is in play. You know, Mr. Ryan, if I may say, uh, uh, if anything, I, I, I heard you say that you don't trust NASCAR. I can understand where you're coming from, but I think essentially it's more the media than anything else. Um, I'm sure this, there, you know, there's plenty of idiots in the sports uh, that we can we can look at and laugh at for the stupidity that they are are creating. Um, but I, I don't know. I I just think that it's probably more the way the media projects things, uh, you know, from everything that they report or try to at least. Well, yes, the media is, is not our media. They are a 
foreign operatives as well that we, nobody trusts anymore. You know, it really goes to, uh, as far as professional sports is concerned, is how do you really trust uh, the, these these entertainment groups that use sports to really tell you the true story of the game? You know, why is it always the, the coastal cities that are in the Super Bowl or that get the most attention or NASCAR, you know, fudging the, the scores? So. It just highlights, and, and NASCAR is a microcosm of all these big corporations that have controlled our reality. How, you know, how can six corporations, rec- uh, you know, control all of media, you know, print, uh, video, and radio? And, you know, Clear Channel, literally, like Coca-Cola, has bought up all the small stations across Everything. the country. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's just insane. The, the, we're fighting corporations. In fact, corporations are the one funding the Black Lives Matter uh, outfit, which is a, a, a new ISIS of the West, like Antifa, but they're the original Obama civilian army, the Obama youth from 2008. People should go look that up. You know, look who funds them. Uh, Airbnb, Cisco, uh, Dropbox, Pepsi. I mean, for a terrorist group or, or a, a grassroots group, wow, they sure got some, you know, bankrolling money behind them and with their Rolexes and everything because we figured it out and, and all that money goes to a, a CPAC. It's called Act Blue. And from Act Blue, all that money goes out to the Bernie Sanders campaign, the DNC, Pelosi. A whole list is out there. So who are we fighting? We're fighting these conglomerate uh, corporations and they have their little armies posing as the civil rights martyrs of our time. Michael, you there? I'm here. I thought you were going to jump in there. No, no, I got nothing to say. I'm listening. I thought you were going to rally for NASCAR. (laughs) No. (laughs) I was going to say, you don't think there there aren't any idiots in the higher upper echelons that are running NASCAR? Of course there are. I, I don't doubt that in any way. I mean, look, at this point, what we've seen in the last four years, three and a half years, there's no doubt. We there. I mean, you can't you can't discard anything at this point anymore because the unbelievable is happening. And mark my words, gentlemen, some shit's going to go down and we have got to be prepared to take care of it because – they are not going to go down lightly, and it's going to, and, and we're going to be called every name in the book for defending ourselves against this rally of insanity, this anti-American, just stupidity. Whether it's the media, BLM, uh, Muslims, the Muslim Brotherhood, um, Pelosi, Schumer, any of these morons, uh, we are in probably one of the most crucial errors of our lifetime, if not. History. I totally agree to that. I think this is the make or break of uh, for America or the world, the Western world as we know it. And the entire world is looking at the United States to see which way are we going to go. And our representative, whether um, we know it or not or like it or not, is Donald Trump. And, you know, there's two groups of people in, in, in a sense that either people trust the plan and it's going accordingly or people are totally just giving up and, you know, just like if nothing's happened, nothing's going to happen. Then there's those people in the middle, you know, the people that are like, okay, you know, realistically, some things are going to go our way for right now. Some things aren't, but we're rooting for the plan. So I'm somewhere in the middle and I I definitely know when I'm not, and I'm not anything that this fake liberal left is about. 
which isn't liberal or left. It's just draconian uh, death cabal. And we have to decide. <laughs> it's true. They're, they're, they're for death. Everything's death. And we have to decide, are we going to get involved? Are we going to wear these masks, not question? Are we going to make a stand uh, for our community, our family, our country, and really fight back, get involved, and don't just say, oh, I don't really get involved in news or listen to news or politics are not for me. Because when you when you don't do politics, like so many love to proclaim, politics does you. And that's how we got here from being decadent. We got here from being just uh, apathetic, lazy. It's like the Roman Empire. And Roman Empire, the gladiatorial sports have risen. You know, MMA fighting, it's another form of gladiatorial <laughs> sports. The rise of the sexual culture that's overtaken our brains. Uh, yes, it is a mirror of the Roman Empire, and we have a moment right now in history to turn it back around and make things right, make it a, a not a global reset, but a American reset of uh, just what I can see is 50 to 70 years, maybe 100 years of peace, prosperity, and innovation. I think we are at that pinnacle right now in 2016 was definitely the statement that, yes, there are many of us around the world that want that, not just Americans. And it really started, if we're going to get, you know, if we're going to get to the crux of it all, it started with with the the talkings and and speeches of Ron Paul from back in 2008 and 2012 that really put this kind of thinking into the zeitgeist of, hey, you know what, we are, we do have a constitution. That's right. Uh, Yeah, you know, that that, that official story doesn't seem uh, to make sense. And why are we still in the Middle East? So... That's kind of what started it. He was always like the Obi-Wan Kenobi that then, then created this uh, mysterious uh, like uh, figure um, who you don't know which way he's going to go, like Donald Trump, who's playing the ultimate uh, game of uh, high-stakes poker with the prize of uh, not dying uh, would be first and then second getting our country back. And, and, and if I may, I'd like to make a, a comment about um, not only is this the most incredible – um, important defense of our lives. It's, it's like you said, this country, it depends on it. Now, here's the only thing I, I'm concerned about is there are, um, there's a lot of people in this country. Um, not sure what the, the, the number is, but I'm sure it's like something like 1.3 billion. Um, don't quote me on that number, but that's just the people in this country. What I'm getting at is this is, um, in order to really – and again, this is just my opinion. And I think in order to rectify the situation that we are currently in by eliminating the people who are causing the distress, um, you can't kill them and you're not going to be able to lock them all up, uh, at least in my eyes. Uh, because then then you got the idiots who are going to jump up and say, oh, well, you can't arrest citizens like that. They're doing the right thing. Well, actually you can because in this country, this country is supposed to be based – founded and based on Judeo-Christian values and a constitution in which this country is supposed to abide by, and and the laws, of course. That's what makes this country a civilized country. But but these people, they use every single angle they possibly can in order to get away with the the murder and the the crime that they cover up and say, well, it's not a crime. So I find it kind of difficult on how we're going to approach this rectification, if you will, uh, of the country. because I, I and, and the only way it could really be wiped clean, and I hope it doesn't come to this, 
I think the only way it could really be the slate could be wiped clean is by a civil war. And and with that, you have people that are going to obviously take sides. Uh, there would be mass chaos, and you know it's either separated by north and south or east and west. And let's face it, there's like a billion people in this country. It's not like it was in 1865 during the Civil War. You know, the the population just wasn't as much, and it was a lot of space in America that we could move around. This is a lot different, and I think the circumstances and the consequences are going to be much greater. Well, that is a great analysis, and I and I agree to that probably 87, 89 percent, maybe 90. Uh, but I, I think this is very important to add. And I was, as I was leaving California, I uh, was was brought to a protest in Santa Ana, Orange County. Uh, people protesting the mask, but were actually it was the union. It was the National Union workers of their healthcare workers. Anyway, they were all in red T-shirts. They all looked like communists. They all had signs in Spanish. The whole thing was a photo op. So clearly, Santa Ana, which is a sanctuary city. Uh, there is a, a section of, uh, I want to say, illegal immigrants in California that are trying to actively take California back and give it to Mexico. They're called Mecha and La Raza. And, and one of the uh, presidential candidates, his parents were part of that, and they were communists. I think his name is Castro. I forgot his first name. He's based in Texas. Then you have Hillary, who's now in federal court. Uh, she cannot wiggle out of it. Uh, with her emails to China, where she gave them the password, and they just got the emails themselves to fetch. Uh, that's high-level espionage treason. Then you have Obamagate, which is creeping back into the headlines. That's why I'm saying it's going to be a hot July in the first week. Uh, that is, his crimes are being exposed, and we're talking, like Hillary, uh, espionage, treason, uh, crimes against children and humanity, just everything, just the, the entire phone book of crimes. I was had. just about to ask you, Dean, what exactly were the contents inside of one Hillary Clinton's laptop? The one that was, you know, in possession by one Anthony Weiner. Well, according to the inspector general, we're looking at crimes of espionage of the uranium cells of crimes against children, uh, Inspector uh, General's words, not mine. And where I'm getting at, to, to Mike's point, is uh, we basically have had operatives like Tom Hanks, like others in Hollywood, but in our own government that have been doing the, the bidding, doing the dirty work of other countries, uh, masquerading around as U.S. senators, Congress, presidents, who have overtake, overtaken uh, every element of society and government and intelligence agencies, like in the CIA, there's like three different, four different groups. And there's definitely a satanic uh, communist globalist group. And this is them and same people that, 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 you know, killed Kennedy and, and they've been grooming their people. So what we're fighting to Mike's point is we're not, it's more than just a civil war because we are fighting a world war. This is the World War III, and it's not in Normandy, it's not overseas, it's not in the, the, the jungles of the Philippines, it's right here on American soil. And we can do all the, the petitions we want to get rid of California Governor Newsom. We can, uh, you know, we can try to get along to go along and all that stuff, but, but these people are not going to stop. They're going to do Operation Hammer like uh, John Brennan did, who can who, you know, worked with Obama to create Operation Hammer, which is blackmailing everybody that they can using all the tools to do it, like, you know, the chief court uh, 
Supreme Court Justice Roberts. And, you know, Brandon has a lot to lose, too. He created Obama. He was a registered communist in the 70s. He played dirty from the start. He groomed Obama to become president and, and you know, live this fake uh, background where he was a, a civil rights lawyer or whatever it was. And nobody remembers him from law school. And he only had five court cases. And so we are fighting this war here. And for the first time in American history, in at least modern history, the everyday Americans were forced to have to deal with our own problems. It's like being in a family where your dad's an alcoholic drunk and nobody <laughs> right. wants to address it for decades. And now it's critical mass where we have to, like, physically take him out. I'm telling you, this is a true cultural revolution that is going on in our country. And the uh, progressives, as they say, they are pushing for this uh, Marxist agenda. Once they start Absolutely grabbing right. weapons, once they start grabbing weapons, it's a terrorist assault on civil on civilians of America and America itself. And at that point, it's time to bring in the army. Well, yes. So, and, and here is the other crux of the situation. And I think last time on the show, I did bring up the U.N. Security Council kind of bait and switch, which they were trying to lure in the Marines, uh, you know, in Trump's military to do a Arab Spring 2.0, or what we see it and call it now is Obama's American Spring, which is still in play. That's why they want the police out. They want to control all these uh, uh, places, just like in Seattle and Minneapolis. Now it's going to be L.A., exactly what ISIS did. They want that conflict to then, what I said is bring in the U.N. and the PLA and the, the NATO troops, which are just, they're just gearing up. That's why we just read about this 10,000 uh, cache of weapons and the other weapons being in California underneath the state capitol building, which I'm now just going to put that out there, is uh, we're talking 1.5 billion rounds of hollow point bullets. Wow. Hanged. All the stuff that Obama gave the DHS in 2013 when he knew there was a coup d'etat by some generals in the Navy that were going to try to take him out. That's when he said, okay, we've got to start stockpiling all these things in case there is an insurrection, which needs to happen. So, and, so wait a minute. If I, if I may just interrupt you, hold your thought on, on what you were saying. You're telling me that when we had that ammunition uh, 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 shortage, that's what was the reason? Because Obama was – I'm a little confused. Remember when he was in uh, office, there was a shortage on ammunition. Do you guys remember that at all? Because yes. I do. Okay. Let, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. So okay, so not, not to, not, don't forget your point. I don't want to interrupt your, your point. I just I just wanted to know if that was the association with the, the, the ammunition shortage. It, it is, and it was given to Department of Homeland Security. And also remember uh, the, the, the uh, Fast and Furious, the gun running through Mexico right. all the way to Libya. Right. Yeah. Uh, we just and, talked about that yeah. last night, right? Last night, yeah, yeah. Right, so all those weapons, and I can't remember for the life of me if I – if I spoke about this last time I was here, because I, I try not to repeat myself, but sometimes I may have to. Uh, right. I've located those all those uh, weapons, and it was more than just bullets and these over 7,000 fully automatic uh, military-grade weapons, uh, rifles. It was also tanks, if you recall. So I had an insider who heard me talk about this in one of my specials. And he said, I know exactly where those are. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, they're in this uh, building. And I said, what building is it? He said, oh, yeah, it's the, uh, you know, California State Building, uh, Capitol Building right here in Sacramento. I said, excuse me? He said, yeah, it goes 10 stories down. And uh, they're transferring all these bullets and weapons, uh, and they're handing them out. I said, who's handing them out? And then he said, um, 
Well, you wouldn't believe it. He said, it's state, uh, California State FDA. And I thought, hmm, well, of course they would. They have an interest to lock down the state and force the vaccine because there's billions of dollars invested and everyone's going to be reaping the rewards from that. And then recently, recently, he said they closed down the building for two days, told all the employees to leave. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, they're issuing out the guns now and they're running out. And he says, CHP's doing it. That's California um, uh, California Highway Patrol. They're issuing it out. And then you have casualties of guns coming into the port of Seattle, which I said that there's the PLA Army that set up bases there seven years ago and Baja, California. So they're getting ready for a hot war. They're using this protest as a guise, just like the Arab Spring. Everyone thought it was the, you know, this this peaceful revolution and they're voting. No, that was just for television. You know, that's just for the family show to, to you know, for protection. So in case you criticize, then, you know, you can't see what they're really doing. So that's what this is all about. It's an invasion. It's a, a lockdown and a, 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 for, a formation and acceleration into world government. And Donald Trump's been in, a problem for them. He's been in the way. They've thrown every uh, fork in the road they could at him with the Russia collusion, the Ukraine, the women, all this stuff. Nothing was sticking. So they're going shit crazy right now. And they're going for all the gusto. They don't care how bad it looks. And what we're hearing, and we've reported on the real deal, is that they're planning a, a shoot-up kind of uh, scenario where they're going to just massacre Operation Gladio-style uh, Gladio on black communities to then conveniently blame the uh, white Trump supporter or the uh, militia, depending who they need to be the boogeyman at the time, to then ignite a new uh, strain of in relations between uh, Americans and then get ready for the next pandemic rights. So that's what they're planning. And it's happening in real time, guys. And it is a uh, it's a world war, definitely a world war at this point. It really is. And of course, we will be seeing another lockdown. All sorts of uh, cases all around America are uh, surging now for sure. And in your in your yeah. uh, town there in Texas. Right. I, I got word a few nights ago from uh, a friend of mine. She told me that you know, she does a lot of the, the computer works for all these hospitals. And she said, yeah, they're all filled. And I said, well, of course they're all filled. Yeah, that makes sense. Because um, the second wave is due and they need one to keep a lockdown going. And let's just remember, too, uh, these tests are picking up infections right away. But are, what kind of infections are there? Could you have a cold and all of a sudden it's COVID-19 and then the hospital, as we found out, gets $13,000 from the American Medical Association? Oh, and if grandma dies of a, uh, you know, a hernia or heart attack, well, it's clearly that was COVID-19. Let's give the hospital $39,000. I don't understand yeah, that. At, at one, I just don't understand that. How is that? I mean, I, I believe what you're saying. I, I just can't seem to wrap my head around it, how they're making money off of this. Um, perfect example. A couple of weeks ago, uh, my pop, at the beginning of June, my pop had to go to the hospital. Uh, he had an um, either a urinary tract infection or a bladder infection, and so my brother brought my my older brother brought him to um, to the hospital. And uh, it, it, the lady who who checks on my dad is a retired nurse, so she knows <clears throat> she knows these sort of things. And and based on the symptoms that my pop had, uh, they were pretty sure that it was a bladder infection and that he needed to get, um, you know, go to the hospital. He's 89. 
So they take him to the hospital, and my 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 brother tells them right off the bat. Pretty sure my dad has a uh, urinary tract infection or a bladder infection. Please check him for it. Do you know that he was there for three hours and they did not check him for anything other than the tests that they they put on him, which were all tests for guess what? CCP virus. No, I could believe it. They didn't. They didn't even do the check. For him on the bladder uh, infection. As a matter of fact, when the doctor came out to talk to my brother, and my brother flipped out on him, like when he found out that they didn't do a test on on him for the bladder infection, and they did every other test, my brother flipped out on the doctor. And the, you know what the doctor said? Nobody even told me that uh, he he had a bladder infection. Wow. That's what my my brother said. That's it. I'm signing you out, and we're getting the hell out of this hospital. These people are incompetent, and we're never coming back. So. Uh, that's where I get confused because I don't understand how they're – first of all, how are they getting money for making um, uh, diagnoses on people to have coronavirus? Secondly um, – well, I, I lost my second point, but that, that would be the first one. I mean how are they getting paid for this and why? So we had a whistleblower. This was probably earlier on in the pandemic who came out. He was a senator of Minnesota. His name escapes me. I'm searching through my files now. But uh, as you know, files are just, they just keep building and lose it. Anyways, he came out and said that the American Medical Association was throwing guidelines out there of how to detect uh, a coronavirus and then how to, um, you know, convince somebody it's coronavirus. Even the World Economic Forum and their talking points that got released to me before they were officially released was putting out all the talking points of like how to deal with coronavirus being trans and how to deal with um, people that, that throw conspiracy theories out there. And sure enough, all those talking points in that pamphlet from the World Economic Forum were coming out of the mouth of uh, Don Lemon and, and all these other uh, fake journalists, TV failed actors. So how is it? Well, let's go back before the pandemic and let's try to remember all these blue cities that we're talking about. They were all getting their funds slashed and cut and completely stopped by the administration after they announced that they're not going to issue federal funds to sanctuary cities any longer. And the Democrats, their, their, their uh, lifeline of existence is based off of not just victims, but they need undocumented people who vote for them and just pretty much do the things that they need, hence uh, MS-13 that was doing all the, you know, the illegal activities, the drug running, the hit jobs, you know, Clinton's had them on speed dial. So the money is is there for the picking. And also, too, the uh, Planned Parenthood, their funds got cut. That's why Pelosi was trying to put $80 million in that stimulus package for Planned Parenthood, because Planned Parenthood is the top three, top five donor to the DNC. So it's also one big money-grubbing uh, event outside of the virus, not only for the medical field and hospitals who are funneling. I mean, we just announced here on the show how the DNC is getting money from, you know, Pepsi. Well, Pepsi donates to the BLM, who gives the money to Act Blue, who gives it to the DNC. And so that's happening, but also this is very key, too. It is a big money grubbing event for the ambulance chasers of the world. Uh, we're talking the law firms that are just reaping rewards from all this thing. 
we have the law firm in Connecticut the at the Sandy Hook uh, area that, that represented the Sandy Hook families. Well, they have begun to collect names, signatures, pictures, and obituaries of families who've lost loved ones to the COVID-19 who then just happened, the, the people that died, just happened to have been listening to, let's say, oh, Sean Hannity that n- the night prior. And Sean Hannity may have said, oh, don't wear a mask, go outside, you're okay. Well, this law firm is going around preparing to do one of the biggest class action lawsuits in history to take down some of the biggest conservative names out there today, uh, you know, conveniently in an election year, but also to collect millions from Fox News or sponsors or anyone that's sponsoring Tucker Carlson. Well, then you got to pay up because you're responsible for, you know, uh, little Timmy's death. So that's happening too. law firms. I can tell you, uh, especially in California, they're doing the bidding of China in some of these law firms. You know, this Chinese company in Beijing, uh, they're suing, you know, somebody in San Juan Capistrano. Well, the law firm will take that case. So that goes to a bigger question. Is California still part of the union? Uh, question mark? Anyone? There's probably not. Maybe not. Most yes. likely not. On paper, yes. On the map that we see in high school, yeah, they are, but but they're not acting like and they haven't been for a long time. So it, it, we're fighting nation states and corporations who are formed together, and the definition of that is fascism, globalism, and that's who we're fighting, and they're using some of our own people who they've indoctrinated through the Department of Education to fight us. So it's a civil war on the ground. Overall, it's a world war surrounding us. And with that said, Dean, there's lots of cases apparently going off at some bar, a submission bar, apparently, a couple of days back. Apparently, there's a new article out here saying that 76 coronavirus cases have been linked back to a bar. And I know you want to go out to bars, so now I'm, I'm concerned for you, to be honest. I know you probably give no play to this uh, CCP virus, but... Um, I would have to say, uh, be careful if you do go out there. Well, it, it, you know, it, it's more of the fear porn. I mean, does anyone, did everyone forget about 2004, the run-up to the election with Kerry and Bush? How, uh, when Bush was down in the polls, well, the red, you know, um, what, what was it? It was the red warning, you know, code red, uh, Al-Qaeda might attack. Then it was orange, and then it was yellow, and then when Bush was down, you know, Cheney would, like Vanna White, would go over there and said, we are in a severe code red uh, at the country. We could be attacked. They live off of fear. People are subservient in the United States. Uh, we're turning into England slowly as far as subservient classes concerned. And the ones who are not subservient, the ones that see things for what they are, well, they have the contact tracer apps that are automatically being updated to the iPhones across the country to not just look for infections like it says on the warranty, well, as we've discovered, they're looking for dissidents. And then they come to your house and they take your, uh, they take your phone, your passwords, all your social media. They, you know, they, 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 you know, go through all your files. They, Wait, who come, you know, who comes here? Your kids. This comes can really happen. So this is happening. And the contact tracers are for when they can get control, complete power, that's going to find people like me, and they're going to disappear us just like they do in China because China is the model. And But ultimately, um, what Mike said, and God, I lost my point. Like I was on a point, and then we got on <laughs> the bullets and guns. I'm, me, I'm very sorry. I, it's coming so, back I'm to me, sorry. Mike, I swear. 
because I said I agreed with you like 89 or 90 percent. I think what Trump's trying to do, and I and I agree with it to an extent, but you know, it, there, there's a time ex- expiration date on this. He's trying to have a bloodless coup, uh, counter coup. And what I see happening, and just seeing the 50% of people that are just apathetic, lazy, just do their work and do as they're told, they're never going to fight people like me or our enemies. So if the question is, how do we defeat this at a full-scale war, I think it's very simple, yet kind of hard. So somewhere in the middle, all we have to do is get control of the narrative get these medias and the social medias and all the people at the top control the narrative and we can win this without a bullet ever fired. And that's how I see what Trump's doing. He's a businessman, right? He just he does business. I think that's how I see it. And But also, too, just to show you the true dangers of it, as we've discovered on our show, is there are dirty bombs. There's major military uh, uh, air traffic happening currently. And there's so many booby traps that have been planted around the country so precision is almost needed. It's not even question whether it's needed. So I, I get what the plan is. I'm confused at times, but I, I want it to succeed because if the plan succeeds and Trump succeeds, then my life succeeds and I can go back to, as Michael said, back to the bar. Right, and that's where everybody would like to go. But, I, of course, I am concerned for anyone who would want to go onto a bar, uh, especially right now during this um, pandemic. You think it's bullshit, correct? Uh, well, I thought it was bullshit mm-hmm. how the, uh, when I was protesting the lockdown, uh, they said we'd spread uh, the disease- virus everywhere. You don't handshake. Uh, people were chastising me. I got a death threat. Uh, you got from, a death threat? Yeah, I got a death threat from a guy. Said he said uh, he skinned a man. He was going to shoot me up. And oh, there were like these decrepit, like way older guys that, you know, uh, collect Hanna-Barbera dolls or China dolls and watch <laughs> anime porn um, that hate me. You know, that's fine. I, I really would never want them as a viewer, fan, or friend. Um, but so that was, you know, I was very contagious when you were protesting, you know, state government and, and, and the lockdown. However, uh, Michael, if yeah. I was looting Target and protesting in solidarity by any means necessary against the racial injustice of the fake cop and the fake dead guy, then the virus will actually um, stay home and not affect me, and I I can live my life completely pure of of any illness unless I'm protesting the wrong thing. So that's how this works. To answer your question, is it bullshit? Absolutely. And we knew there was a second wave. We called it, and that's why they had to get rid of their minions and the protesters in the street to make way for the next um, chapter here. By the way, David and Mike also mentioned um, they were, I guess you could say, skeptical of what you said in terms of someone uh, coming uh, to your your home. What do you mean by they? Who is they? That, I think that's what that Mike was, was asking. That was my next question, Michael. Yes. Yes. What, what, when you said who's coming into uh, – somebody's coming into our homes to take cell phones, computers, and passwords, what did you mean by that? Yes. Okay, so I'm referring to um, a woman who did a, a groundbreaking uh, bombshell interview with Mike Adams and Natural News that's on com because you can't – post any links from natural news anymore on any social media or Facebook. As far as I know, you can't promote them. You get blocked. He interviewed a woman who that very thing, same thing happened to. And they, in this case is the, uh, the County health inspector 
they'll come with like a SWAT team apparatus around them to first they start investigating and, and people should really go find this interview. It's, it's really good and we should all replay it on our um, platforms. But she said she was speaking out just like me. She was very vocal at these protests and they started uh, peeping in her window, she said, and then they had the warrant. It's like not, it's, they don't even knock anymore. And this is what they're doing. But this has always been the plan of this pandemic to have the, the, these brown shirts, to have the, the, uh, the, the SS, the, the Nazis and all these things, the secret. They do the same damn thing in China. If you're at a church and you're practicing your religion secretly in your basement, you, somebody snitches on you while they come and grab you and just take you away. And they'll take the cross down off churches and everything. So, yeah, they have every rhyme and reason to follow the same playbook because they're doing it. That's why Mayor Garcetti of L.A. said, well, we reward snitches around here. Well, they're creating this this uh, uh, social crediting score, which we're already conditioned to. Look, at, we watch what we say now on Facebook. We watch what we say on Twitter because we don't want to get banned from the, the uh, community, um, the community guidelines ba banning us from the, you know, it's the modern day uh, stage where everyone meets. It's like the, the, the coffee shop where we all go to talk, uh, where the town friar is. That's what these platforms have turned into. But now they've turned into this Orwellian uh, double speak, watch what you say or we'll destroy you. Oh, yeah. So that's the next phase of their uh, technocratic uh, dictatorship that they're forcing into us. Uh, at an accelerated pace more than ever. Yes, what I called it last night was modern-day colonialism. Which well, I, say that one more time, pardon? I said it's modern-day colonialism. Yes, it's modern-day colonialism. It's French Revolution, you know, uh, 21st century style. It is, uh, it is Marxism. This is communism. And you cannot live, you cannot coexist with communists. Because they hate everything about us. They hate yep. capitalism. They hate free trade. They hate private property, which is the next thing they're going to be taking in these autonomous zones. Uh, they don't believe in, in, in uh, private property. They believe in community property. And who decides that is, well, you're not allowed to ask that because that's hate speech. That's hate speech, yes. And, and, oh, go ahead, Dean. Right. So, you know, you can vote your way out of capitalism, but you got to shoot your way out of this global Marxism death cabal that wants everyone dead. So that's what we're up against. It is an ugly monster that's been festering in our societies and our schools for a long time. I mean, I cannot tell you when I was going to college how many professors, quote unquote professors, were actually, um, you know, communists. Uh, communist activists that were supposed to be teaching me about English or math, but was like telling me that they would sneak in there like, oh, we, as Americans, we really don't need big houses or cars and you're selfish if you do, or if you think you have a right to a gun, you're, you're, you're a race, you know, that was going on like, you know, back then. Like oh, that's casual talk. Now. Yeah. During, Absolutely. um, yeah. During morning hours or during the afternoon, you definitely would uh, get a teacher uh, spouting off on something. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And so the answer is, well, let's just get the Department of Education, just keep throwing more money at the, the LA, LA Unified School District that only has 54% graduation rate. And that, those are old statistics. That's you know, because they're all the going to grow up to be actors even speak and rap stars. Say that again, Mike. That's because the people in LA are all going to grow up to be actors and rap stars. 
Well, that on the you know on the surface, that's probably what it appears like to the rest of the country. But the truth is, majority of the kids, young kids, teenagers in uh, Los Angeles and a lot of the school districts, just they don't even speak English. They just got here, or their parents don't speak English. Well, and that, was, that was my point. I, mean, I was making a crude joke. Because what I'm trying to say is that the the education level is so low, not only in L.A., but all over the country. All over. Um, We're way behind, by the way. Oh, my goodness. The the Chinese, all the Asian companies kick our asses. Even the... Even the Islamic countries beat our asses That's in true. intelligence. And and we just, oh, yeah. you know what cracks me up? And I shouldn't say cracks me up. It irritates the hell out of me. But I see these this footage sometimes on YouTube about how some maniac student stands up in class and, like, walks on the teacher's desk and, like, is screaming at him and calling him names. Let me tell you, when I was in high school and grammar school, if you got out of line – uh, well, I went to a pretty tough school in Patterson, New Jersey, but um, you 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 had a, a security guard take you down, and if you got in, like if you did something serious, that you your ass would get arrested. Nowadays, it's all well. Oh, maybe he has ADD, or maybe he's just a frustrated uh, minority who needs to like have a safe place. It's all bullshit. Yeah, I mean, yes, because parents are no longer parents; they're best buddies, that's, friends, and drinking right. partners. That's right. Because, you know, a lot of this has stemmed from the, the um, you know, let's be honest, the counterculture of the 60s, where if it felt good, do it. The, yep. Those people became parents who created the Gen X, who then the Gen X created some of the millennials slash Gen Zs, depending, you know, when you started procreating. And it's just a spawn of this CIA infiltration, which turned into the globalists which, you know, CIA was stemmed from the OS created by the FDR uh, presidency. And it's just a stem of just failure in, in Satanism, in narcissism. And that's how we got where we are. It's a generational war. It's a world war. And it's a civil war. So if you're a millennial, you're 18 years old or uh, 20s, early 20s. Right now, you think this is the new Martin Luther King civil rights era and we have to be bowing down to every black person, every black business. And, and by the way, we're all inundated with this propaganda. You, you cannot find a GIF, a GIF, right. today without seeing the Black Power Fist, the Black Lives Matter, because it, this is all corporate. It's a corporate civil rights movement that's fake and it's yep. being funded by the people that are enslaving us. The sad thing and, is, the sad thing is that there's a lot of intelligent black people out there who are hardworking, family uh, uh, oriented, and they are being slumped into this this insanity uh, by the BLM. And if you don't subscribe to their ideology, then they call you an Uncle Tom or a, a, a bootlicker to, to the to the white man. It's it's a disgrace. It really is. So there are there are intelligent, you know, black folks out there who understand it's not right to loot. I mean, how many, you know, of course, the, the media didn't show it, but there were a lot of store owners uh, who were black, who had their stores destroyed by these these scumbags. And, you know, that you didn't hear about that too much on the news because that wasn't the narrative. Well, there's no question. There's no question that there are. Uh, the, the types that uh, you, you've mentioned and that that's, you know, kind of common knowledge today. We're not, you know, 
not everybody is that is a, a looter, but that's how the media is presenting it. That's how right. the, the, the entertainment industry has really marginalized black people is, well, you, when you grow up and you're black, you can either, uh, if you're a guy, you can either be a rapper or an athlete. And if you're a chick, well, you can have a baby daddy or you could be shaking your ass in a rap video, uh, your choice. So, it, and then we're talking about generations of families, that are welfare families, that only know one thing. And, you know, when the statistics in L.A. are, if you're a gangbanger and you get out of jail, only one out of seven of them get rehabilitated. That's not, you know, that's not a good recovery rate. And it's probably worse by now. It's like two years old. That's the kind of, you do the math. We are fighting just really dumbed down generations of people. That's what I'm saying. It's a generational war. And but however, they're not. A lot of these people are not smart enough to, you know, see, have any vision to understand the, the uh, consequences of their actions. So, if we can control the narrative and believe in what we're saying with with the same authority and sternness that you know people on NPR who whisper and put people in a trance are doing, then we can win this information war and 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 really have a, a bloodless counter coup d'état on this globalist Marxist. Uh, monster that's trying to destroy everything holy in the United States and the Western culture, because this is happening in Australia. This is happening in England as we speak. And basically, it's happening to every Western country that has rejected this new world order headed by China and, and secretly behind the scenes Israel. That's what we're fighting. And as much as people are scared and depressed, uh, this has to happen. There is no way we can have continued into this 21st century uh, the, at the rate we've been going and, and just either people like me and, and my colleagues on the show, either we get squashed, killed, marginalized, ostracized and put in FEMA camps and die, or we fight for everything that we believe in and this country is founded on and exterminate these people because they are a cancer to the human race. And no that's what gets me up every day. By the way, someone was calling in. Yes, that number is seven six zero three three two eighty nine. 65. Uh, please feel free to call in. I'm sorry, I missed your call there. I heard that. I know. I heard that too. And I was wondering where the hell did that come from? But yes, I it, thought it was, I thought it was me. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, essentially, I thought it, it was you, Mike, but no, it's from the other laptop here. But yes, that number is 760-332-8965. If you feel like uh, calling in, go ahead. We're right here waiting for you. No doubt. And of course, Dina, you were right on a lot of what you were just saying now. And also, I have to say, I'm calling it now, uh, Dean. The Bible is next to be canceled. Well, uh, that's actually already kind of been talked about. You have uh, Sean King, who uh, masquerades as a oppressed black guy who's really not. He's a ginger um, white kid that has the <laughs> racial dozel um, oh complex. <laughs> who you know affiliated with the BLM and who's saying we need to take down the Jesus Christ statues in the oh, country. Yeah. And the word I was also getting to, they're planning and is planning, the great central planners, of, of desecrating the Gettysburg Memorial this July fourth, which is gonna nice. be a hot hot July. Really? As well as Mount Rushmore in South Dakota and their governor who is extremely articulate, smart and beautiful, uh Christy Nome has prepared her people to fight back and protect Mount Rushmore. Uh, so well, they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop, and they will come for 
uh, everybody's family. I mean, you look at South Africa, what happened to the white farmers when they just were like yep. the white liberals in L.A. and New York, just, oh, please, you know, don't hurt us. Well, when you're so subservient to the people oppressing and killing your culture, uh, yep. they'll save you for last. And you just yep. keep kissing their ass, and some of these people right. will. They, they're self-hating um, white that. liberals, and they're, they're some of the worst people ever created in this, this uh, 3D experiment called Earth. Absolutely. And, that, um, is, that is a yes, fantastic They are coming statement. for Christianity, just like China and, and the Qin Dynasty, or Mao Zedong, rather. Uh, they came for organized religion, and just like every despot and dictator throughout history, they come for religion, they come for guns, then they come for your daughter and your wife. They and come for your daughter? History repeating itself once again. That's right, Michael, and they don't ask her out on a date. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Um, but Dean, oh, well, go ahead, Mike. I'll ask I was after. just. I was just going to say that the comment that Mr. Ryan just made, I could not agree with more. And, and this is how I see it. And for those of you who, who may not understand what Mr. Ryan just said, basically all the liberals out there, all the PC liberals out there who sit and spit on the flag and the country and badmouth everything that, that has been given to them that they take for complete granted, um, you know, all, all the, the countries that are against us, you know, places like the CCP, Russia, um, Korea, any, anybody who's against us. If it really came down to brass tacks where, where we had to, you know, fight our way out, you're absolutely right, Mr. Ryan. They'll save the liberals last, the ones who are helping them do the destruction. And then when they've, they've achieved what they, they hopefully want to achieve, that's when they off the rest of the liberals and say, we don't need you anymore. Perfect, perfect statement. Well, it's true. You look at, you know, what happened to the Jews, uh, it, you know, there wasn't much of a fuss when they were all getting rounded up in the beginning, and then, you know, they were getting, the people at the lower class, right, they were getting laughed at by the doctors and the attorneys and the business class of, oh, it's, you're just being put there for your own protection. You have to quarantine in the area that it, Mr. Adolf uh, wants you to, and, and then we'll come and get you later. But you could still work and, you know, go on your, you know, rotor diary or dial phone. So that's what they did. And by the time they realized, oh, my God, we've been hoodwinked by, you know, the attorneys and the doctors, it was already too late. So, you know, with the, the, the liberals who've been uh, taught not how to think for themselves, but only how to be polite and trendy and constantly prove that you're not a racist every 10 to 15 minutes on the hour, they're in for a big wake up. And I cannot tell you guys how many liberals in L.A. that are actors that are on the down low have called me, who were supporting Bernie Sanders, who was a total psyop, uh, have called me saying, okay, I'm, I'm ready to listen. Tell me exactly what's happening. <laughs> and I've been, seriously, I, I feel like I should grow a mustache and shave the top of my head. I feel like Dr. Phil the past, you know, uh, six weeks here. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, I, nothing I, I plan on it. being, but it, it's happening, guys. And people are waking up. I mean, we have the biggest lines Outside of like the only gun store in all of L.A., which was in Burbank, it, it looked like people were in line for, um, I don't know, to meet the Pope or something or, or Mother Teresa. It was huge. <laughs> and, and people are buying guns. Um, at, at an which alarming is, rate. That's probably a smart idea. Oh, yeah. Well, if you're a liberal, you're like, you don't want to tell people you're wrong because you said, well, we can we don't need guns. We have cops. Well, now. The cops are bad, right? So now the cops are going home, 
which we always knew they would. And so it's all by design. Well, if we don't have cops and they're bad and we don't have firearms, because if you have a firearm, you're a, a school shooter and a uh, hillbilly racist, uh, you know, mass murderer. Then what do we have? What do we have? Sporks? Um, you know, <laughs> begging, please? I'm, I'm not sure. Staple gun? And um, these just it, those people probably pissed me off more than anybody because I had to live, work with these people for so many years. So I'm almost mad at them more than I am like anyone else in the global spectrum because it's like a personal thing where they've just completely just been psyoped and, and have shamed everybody like me for years and tried to uh, uh, get, you know, they cancel shows or, oh, Ted Nugent shot a gun at a deer. We need to make sure his life is hell. And I'm just so sick of them. And now they're the ones sneaking on the lifeboats on the Titanic that is seeking. So they're the ones now sneaking in, pretending to be women and children like Billy Zane did in that, uh, that, that feature from years ago. Oh my. So that, that's what's happening currently in, as far as the culture is concerned, a lot of people are waking up, but you're seeing more of a, a double down, triple down of the propaganda of, well, we're all in solidarity. Everyone's a racist. And, uh, we love the gays, the blacks and the Muslims and, uh, China forever. And if you're not wearing a mask, you need, you're going to die. So you need to go to, uh, to prison. So they're doubling down on the, the most retarded things, talking points ever. But at the same time, just like any poker game, they're showing their hand then they're showing their secret hand. And then they're showing their secret pack of cards in the poker game tournament. And they're looking like bumbling um, idiots falling off a cliff, trying to grab every branch and tree to not die and they're trying to take everyone with them. Uh, so thank God we have a, a lifeline and a rope, and that rope is called Donald Trump, and he needs to, you know, stay alive, get the job done, and to quote Roger Stone, every time it looks like Trump is about to lose, he wins. So I end on that quote for my dear friend Roger, who uh, I, I, I think about, pray for every night, and he did nothing wrong. How the hell? When was the last time you spoke to Mr. Roger Stone, by the way? Uh, I just spoke to Roger the other night, and uh, just by text, I don't want to, you know, burden him too much with all the uh, psychological, emotional stuff going on. Sure. But, uh, you know, it, it, I know it's, I could tell you on a personal level, uh, everything going on, no matter what you think of Roger, it's taken a toll on these guys' families, on their business associates, who were part of the, the Russian Mueller you know, collusion investigation, and they've had their lives torn apart. Uh, you know, I had my phone tap it was going off and on and weird little things were happening to me during that investigation because of my association with Roger during the election, but nowhere near, you know, what he went through and some others. So it's hurt and destroyed a lot of professions and lives of that whole hoax called the Russia collusion, which was uh, hardly Russian and the collusion was on the other side which we're not finding out with Peter Strove's notes that Biden or O'Biden and Obama were directing the FBI to go after Flynn. And uh, as, as late as January 2017, uh, January 6th. Mr. Mr. Ryan, I, I got to I got to ask you a question. Yesterday, Michael and I interviewed a, a very good gentleman by the name of Jeffrey Prather, and he made a comment. Uh, and I want to know what your reaction to this comment would be. He said, "When I when I told him how worried I am about the the um, the status of this country and how things are, uh, you know, everything just piled on top of it." He, he said to me, 
don't worry, we're winning. And he said, justice takes a while. But he said, we're doing good and we're winning. What would your response be to that? Do you think we are winning? I, I think we are um, winning in, in the sense of a death by a thousand scratches. So they're not the most sexy and most attractive uh, wins in, in, in the game of chess. We're, we're defeating the other side with our little pawns. We're not necessarily using the queen or the rook. So it's not good for ratings. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like, okay, the Cleveland Browns winning the Super Bowl. I mean, great. I mean, is anyone really rushing to the streets and opening champagne? Hardly. Um, however, if you look at the executive orders that have been signed, um, one of them most recently to protect the uh, national monuments, uh, the others, uh, things that are happening is to go after the unconstitutional uh, governors and mayors. There, there is a study going on to see the flow of, for instance, the stimulus money was a honey trap and to see where did the money go to? What dark companies did it go to? Uh, whose hands did it pass and brush off of? You know, why did the Los Angeles Lakers take $4 million all of a sudden? Well, it was a honey trap to to then audit all the people that had their paws on the money. I have to I, jump in here really quickly and say I strongly disagree with both of you. I don't see any winning uh, going on. The only person who won is China. Well, I would disagree with your disagreement and in the sense we just kicked out, <laughs> which is a an agreement. I think China beat the <laughs> fuck out of us, to be honest, and they didn't even fire well, a gun. Well, we did kick out their 5G Huawei. That happened in uh, April. We completely dismantled, contracts torn up. We kicked out uh, China's contract, the 40-year contract to the Long Beach port of uh, California. So there are those wins, and we've got Australia to do the same. It's important we get our allies to meet us at a certain standard. I'd level. like to see more. That's all I'm saying, especially oh, and with China see. and these other countries. I don't, I don't see winning, to be honest with you. And well, it's not, it's not a, it's not some sort of pass at the the president or any of that shit. I just seriously don't see anything. But I don't see anything good going on right now with uh, anything. Uh, especially Michael, with all these politicians that get away with a uh, crime for so long. Uh, right. Why haven't they been brought to uh, justice at right. all? I, it's it's mind-boggling. Uh, really, I agree with you, though. I, it's just, it's hard to see that we are, quote-unquote, winning when all I see well, is a, a bunch of uh, disasters going off. Well, there, there, there's, a def, you know, the definition of winning. Um, I guess it varies. I guess it means something else well, to other it's people. Very subjective, very subjective, Mike. I, I, I it, agree. <laughs> is, is the glass half full or is it, you know, half empty or is it, uh, you know, neither? It, it's the, the defending um, of, of my statement is, are we winning the culture war in the hearts and minds of Americans? I think so. Are we winning in the judicial sense with the DOJ? Uh, I wouldn't say so at this point in time. However, I will make a reference to how many times did every mainline conservative during the Russia collusion investigation, tell the president to do one of the following. Uh, fire Mueller, you have the right to do so, of, you know, D-class, D-class every week uh, to then shut everything down, uh, declare a national emergency, I mean, everything under the sun. Now, I don't think it's a smooth transition. I, there are things happening behind the scenes in subordination, blackmail, uh, assassination attempts that we're not aware of, changing of plans. Uh, also, the underground war, that, that was one uh, as of April 30th, May 1st, which now we're hearing there could be a resurgence of that. 
so there's things happening that that require um, you know, strategy change. Uh, they require well, a, I a hope. look at, at, at I everything. Hope so. But in in the global scheme of things, I think we are we have the momentum. The fact that Australia has opened up an investigative inquiry into the coronavirus being Wuhan, which costs them big time. And same with England, but uh, England, I'm not so sure this Boris Johnson guy, but the, it's, the West is moving in the right direction. The Brexit thing, you know, that's a thing and that's going to happen. Nigel Farage will, will, will come to that, uh, rise to that occasion. So I'm not ruling anything out. It's, it's July, just, you know, what, days away. Uh, November is just around the corner. It's like coming in, feels like hours away. It's very, I, yeah, I, you're right. It's, it's right I, around the corner. Yeah. So either Trump does the right thing, gets it done, and the guy doesn't like to lose. Right. Um, or he's going to die and go to jail and, you know, we're going to have to handle it ourselves. And I can't tell you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Dean, you, you said he's going to die. Go to jail well, and die. I mean, what do you mean, they're Dean? They're going to try him for treason. <laughs> they're going to put him. Yeah, rewind there. My goodness, Dean. Tell us about these uh, crimes. Holy shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they arrest the man. They put him in Guantanamo Bay, Donald oh, Trump, that is. And you, you know what they're going to do to him. There's people that want to kill him. And, in fact, we did a whole uh, – well, Mike true. Carter, who's on the Real Day Report, did a whole great uh, breakdown of Mike Pence and Nancy Pelosi plotting – a, an assassination attempt on Donald Trump as of the last State of the Union speech. Good and I, and so, I highly recommend everyone check that out. But so, so I, you're what, saying uh, you're I, the second I, person I've heard you're the second person I've heard say that they don't trust they don't trust Pence and they think that he is against the president. Really, I might have been the first person too because I, I said that on the last show, but. Um, but I, you know, I agree with myself from uh, last time. No, no, the the person that said this last time was uh, the train, the uh, uh, Jim the, the freight train, the freight train. Yes. yes, he said. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Well, he, I, yes, Jim's so, absolutely correct. We've identified uh, very key moments. I mean, look, even in the Russian Mueller report, Mike Pence's chief of staff was highly complicit in the entire investigation, wore a uh, hidden mic in the White House to indict Flynn and others uh, to to really invoke the, the, the 25th Amendment uh, with Pence and Nikki Haley and then really go in there and, and uh, take Donald out to then regain the power of the presidency to the neocons who are in the same bed with the neoliberals and uh, continues our path to the world government um, proclamation, whatever you want to call it. And yes, I mean, you could just look at Pence's face and that will just tell you everything you need to know. I mean, I've lived with sociopaths. I've uh, befriended them before. He has all the hallmarks of a sociopath no, my. Uh, gone wild, and, but he wears a suit. So, you know, it's okay. It's okay. By the way, Mike Pence reminds me of Anderson Cooper. It's like they could be related. Well, I mean, they're both uh, into certain things that are of... Uh, there you go. You caught my drift. That's right. Hey, you're a sharp one there, Dean. I couldn't get past there, uh, passed by you there with that one. <laughs> well, I mean, back to Anderson Cooper, I find it very alarming and, and quite uh, just out of taste and touch of YouTube promoting Anderson Cooper's uh, adoption special. Oh, my. You know, he's adopting a young boy by himself or... Or Andy Cohen of Bravo, how he can adopt a young boy by himself. And, and they're both, you know, type of men that are different, you know, not into chicks. And that's fine. But, that's you know, fine. I mean, I couldn't adopt a young girl if I was a single 
adult male. Really? There's no way an adoption agency would allow that for me. But yet, if you're Anderson Cooper and you wear Clark Kent glasses and, and you, you <laughs> pretend to be smart and, you, you know, you're, you have uh, unnaturally whiting hair and you're a silver fox, oh, it's okay. And you work for CNN, which is the CIA and vice versa. It, it's totally cool. Then go ahead. Any kid you want, your choice. You want 10 of them? Fine. We'll give you a special. Yeah. I'm telling you, Mike Pence is in the closet. I've got to be honest. In the closet for what? Being gay? Yeah, you should just let it all out. No, that's all right. There's plenty of gay men uh, out I, I'm there. I'm not saying that, that I married. disagree with the fact that he he would be gay. I, I think he's gay. Come on, that's no, okay if he's man. gay. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Is he single? Oh, I, I wouldn't know. I don't know him that well, Mike. I don't know his well, you, personal life. You know, well, wait, 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 wait. You think he's? You know, he's gay, but you don't know if he's married. <laughs> no, I. You know, he could be married to a woman and still be attracted to men and have relationships. I mean, just look at John Travolta. He used to fly That's out right. here to Imperial all the time. There was a young cop out here. This might be news to Dean, but this is um, kicking facts to you people here. I know plenty of law enforcement going back years, and there's all sorts of stories of Mr. John Travolta coming out here and visiting a uh, police officer in Imperial, California. Strike me wow. down Strike me down with lightning if I'm, if I'm lying. That that is uh, unreal. I mean, next thing you're going to tell me is John Travolta wears a toupee. I mean, this is crazy. Um, <laughs> then now you're going to tell me uh, Tom Cruise is gay. And by the way, uh, Liberace's gay too. I bet you didn't know that. No one. way, really? Yeah, he just you know. <laughs> I know. I know. It's hard to believe. I can't believe it. No way. Amazing. So yes, uh, Dean, I, I do want to thank you tremendously for being a part of the program yet again. It's been fun talking to you, Dean. Well, it's uh, it's been rather fun at times during the uh, darkest uh, time in history. But uh, I, I will leave the audience this that um, go ahead, Dean. You know, it's very important. It's very important for shows like you guys and what we're doing. And I'm glad we can come together and really, you know, not always agree. And nobody wants a uniform group of people just saying the same thing, or else we'd be, you know, you know, every Hollywood fake starlet out there. But it's important that we all come together in, in this uh, voluntarious. A uh, harmonious group of of Americans and people all around the world because we all want the same thing. Right. We want freedom. We want to be left alone. We want to work. We want to be with our families. We want to go out and experience nature and life. And there is a small percentage of some cancerous people right. in our world that are trying to prevent that. And if we can come together, put our differences aside, we can take back this reality and the narrative. And I think we're going to do that by the end of this year going forward. And uh, that's why I'm proud to be here. Very nice, Dean. And of course, we got a, a bit of a taste of that after 9-11 for a very short time where we did feel united. Uh, it, it's yep. been a long time since we've had that feeling come over uh, all of the American citizens out there again. Yeah, that is true. That was um, that was a, a almost a false union for my false story. Uh, this is the this is the real deal right. reality, and and we're forced to face it. This just it's not just happening in New York or the Pentagon. This is happening worldwide. It's affecting everybody's uh, pockets, wallet, family, uncle, aunt, grandma. And um, we're forced to deal with the drunk uncle in our family. Oh, my. Finally, that, that drunk uncle is globalism. So it's, you know, it's now or never, and it's now. Very nice. Once again, thank you so much for being a part of the program. Uh, Dean, we will catch up with you on the other side. Thank you, Dean. Yeah, thank you. Good night, guys. Take care, brother. Bye-bye. Take care. And there he goes, Mr. Dean Ryan. Very fun chat there. 
seem to act crazy. I'm telling you, Mike, I feel kind of uh, worried about the guy. I mean, seeing all these cases just um go wild out there with the coronavirus, the meteoric rise in positive um coronavirus cases from young people going to bars and shit. Yeah. I'll tell you, as I've said before, Michael, I, I'm I'm really in a state of confusion in trying to figure out what the truth of the matter is, which I'll never know because people like you and I are, you know, we're just this, the, the little guy in, in society. That's right. We don't work in the government or uh, we're not billionaires. Um, we're not a part of the plan, that's for sure. That's for damn sure. So... It's frustrating. It's very frustrating for me, and I'm sure it's frustrating for you. Oh, of course. Do you really think uh, Pence is gay? I definitely think so. He strikes me as a homosexual, and there's nothing wrong with that. Of course not. Look where where I live. Yeah. You don't think I don't have any gay friends? Let me ask you a question, Of course I do. Let me ask you a question. If, let's just say hypothetically, California decides to, uh, through its, its own government, decides to break off so to speak, from the USA and form its own government, what would you do? Would you would you stay there? Would you move? What would you do, Michael? Well, that's what they already want to do in California. They kind of right. already want to break it up in uh, districts and shit. Right. Well, well, that's why I'm saying hy- hypothetically because it's not official. No, it's but not what, official. What would, what would you do if it did get to that point? I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to stay here. Okay. Yeah. You think... Unlike unlike many other people that are behind keyboards, I'm actually someone that will do something. Oh, I I have every every. What am I trying to say? I believe I believe what you're saying. I, I and I respect you for it. <clears throat> All I'm trying to do is 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 add a, a hypothetical situation where I would ask sure. you if, in the event California, if you ever see the movie Red Dawn, of course. Okay, let's just say something like that happened, and the government of California. Uh, gave in to it and and sort of you know kissed ass uh, kissed ass. Let let's say for example um, <laughs> they want to give it back to Mexico or sure. something or, or or whatever. Which is kind of funny because if we got to that point, why don't we just give the entire United States back to the American Indians? But that wouldn't happen. That's the uh, that's the thing. What for the Indians or the Mexicans? For anything, uh, no one's handing over You're anything right. over uh, to anyone. You're right, and and I I understand that. But again, hypothetically speaking, if in the event California got to the point where they wanted to be their own country, right, and then and then laid down strict laws that, let's for example, okay, Mister Mister Deacon, you cannot pro do your program anymore because you go against what we believe in, and we're going to censor you. By also, we're going to take away your your firearms because we feel that you're a threat to our new society. I probably already am. And I've been canceled before it was um, popular to cancel anyone. (laughs) I've been blackballed for a long time, so it is what it is. I will be doing this until the wheels fall off, Mike. Right on, bro. And I'm not stupid enough to uh, take on the military, by the way. If it comes down to that, I'm, I'm not that retarded. I, I, I agree with you. I wouldn't want to do that either. No. Did you see what happened in Texas, in Waco? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that's what would happen. Right. And, and, and the thing is, like, with all this talk of, of this of this rebellion, so to speak, this anarchist rebellion, it, it makes you wonder, like, is the military on our side? You know, God forbid, uh, you know, Donald Trump loses 
this coming election. Some people are stating that he just might. I mean, Fox polls, they agree that he's going to lose. Really? Right. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. According to their polls, they say it's possible. Well, I'm hoping that what Mr. Prather said yesterday about, you know, there being a lot of people who support him, but are being very quiet about it, as as I have to be. I'm quite skeptical about all this, um, all this cheerleading I'm hearing, to be honest with you. I'm quite skeptical. Yeah, I'm quite skeptical of all this winning. And um, I I just don't see it, my friend. It's frightening. You know what? Now I'm going to go to bed and have nightmares. Thank you. And that's not, again, it's not an insult (laughs) to the president. I'm just saying. No, no, I'm not saying it is. I I don't see how this country is winning anything. We are getting whipped uh, in all fronts and education. The economy's fucked. I mean, where are we winning that's how I feel, Michael. That's yeah, why I brought it up to Mr. Prather yesterday. I mean, everyone's being hopeful and all that, but again, and we were just talking about this with uh, Dean here, the fact that people want to believe what they want rather than the facts. Do you want to believe things that make you feel better or do you want to believe in things that are factual? And it goes back down to religion again. And it seems it seems like Dean is one of these um, very religious, hopeful individuals out there. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not mad at him for being that way. That's that's actually quite lovely. It is. But I don't share that worldview. Not at all. Neither do I. I live in reality, not in fairy tale world. Right, and and I also kind of disagreed with him about the whole, you know, this. uh, I mean, maybe he was just using it as a as a a a way of defining uh, the enemy, so to speak, but calling them like uh, Satanists. I had a feeling like, you would take uh, contention with that comment there. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to say <laughs> nothing. You know, you know me, but sure. I, I mean, a lot of people have said that. In fact, I think Prather said it yesterday. He, he made some kind of a comment about you know the, the the satanic whatever. Again, I don't know if they're using it as a uh, as a definition to describe these these assholes who are who are doing the, the terrible things that they're doing. It's a bit of a defense he, mechanism. Right, mm-hmm. right. And, and I think that's kind of where uh, Mr. Prather and Mr. Ryan were going with, with their comments to, to such a extent. I love them both. They're very hopeful. They're very optimistic in their viewpoints. Mm-hmm. I like that. But is that well, going to be the reality of what we will see in a few months? I don't know. Right, right. I don't That's know. That remains exactly. That remains to be unseen. And of course, I see the chat room now. People are talking about Biden. And we missed that opportunity to bring up a Mr. Biden, who, of course, Mike, I believe um, they're having uh, trouble right now deciding on Kamala Harris or Elizabeth Warren for Biden's VP. Shoot them both. Shoot them both, Mike. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you, man. And I also heard that there's there's a rumor. I heard that uh, they are not going to let him out to debate our president. Really. That's what I heard. They want to uh, apparently they want to do it, um, uh, uh, you know, in his basement, you know, where he's cooped up in his basement, uh, where he could get. Um, uh, I forget who we talked to who said he would have an earpiece uh, with people telling him what to do. Oh, but, he'll be wired, right? Right. So uh, that's what I heard yesterday on the news, and I, I, I'm. It just goes to show you this guy is not capable physically and mentally to be the president of the United States. And I'm talking about Joe Cuckoo Biden. I can't wait for those debates, Mike. Dude, well, That's going to be fun. <laughs> the thing is, I, I just think it, 
by doing by not being able to have them do it in person to me that's a total attempt at cheating you think so i i feel it in my bones bro amazing what an interesting yeah. time to live oh, and experience the things that we are who would have thought mike i'm telling you this is pretty wild stuff that we're going through here indeed and they're shutting it down again mike shut what down everything Oh, oh, the, oh, right, right, right. Yep, the CCP virus running running wild. Unbelievable, man. Lots of young people out in Texas, they went out of bars, Mike, trying to be safe. Some didn't. Lots of people got sick. There's yet again another spike like we talked about, like we predicted what would happen. It's frustrating, Michael. It's frustrating. I'm telling you. Did you, did you people, ever people, think that People think living? that, Mike, people think that this is still bullshit for whatever reason. No, I, I mean, maybe there are people, but... Oh, there's I, people that I, think I, this is all made up. I mean, I'm no, telling you, Mike, I every time I talk I, to I, those people and I tell them, well, put your money where your mouth is. Are you going to go contract the virus and uh, test for yourself? Maybe prove yeah. your point? Are you going to go get the fucking virus? Prove prove us wrong? Prove us right? And they don't. They don't. Look, of course not. Look, man, I, I, I agree with you. And, lots and, of talk, and, Mike. All I hear is lots of talk. Lots of right? these people out here. What else is there, Michael? They what else is there? Yeah, but I'm just saying, lots of people, they don't take action on anything. It's just talk. I understand. Yeah. We're going to fight the, we're going to fight the, we're going to fight the man. All that means is they're going to go post uh, an episode or two on, online somewhere or in tweet. Yeah. That doesn't mean shit. Um, I'll tell you, I just hope that. These Republicans grow a set of balls and fight back hard and dirty and nasty. And nasty, some, wow. Some blood has got to be shed. It really does. And it's got to be the other side. And, and, and you know I'm not a Republican. But at the same time, there's only two parties that win in the, president, uh, in the president, presidential election. And you know it. Democrat or Republican. And as I just said, the Republicans better grow a set because this the, the Democrats have just been fighting so dirty and unfair. It's time to get some revenge, man. Amazing. Well, Mike, it is that time to go on a little break here. Okay. Yeah. Time flew by. Uh, we have another guest coming up or is it uh, just us? It's just us. Oh, geez. I don't want to have to talk to you for another hour and a half. Well, then, Mike, you can fuck off. <laughs> By the way, um, <laughs> we will return in a moment here, Mike, and we will shut it down. Okay. I'll uh, see you in five. Yep. Five. And of course, anyone that wants to call in, please feel free to do so when we return. Uh, lots to uh, discuss here. And of course, your calls are always welcomed. That's if you do have a pair of balls to call in, of course. <laughs> lots of people don't, Mike. You'd be surprised. I know, I know. And they're out there, but they don't want to uh, call in sometimes. Call in, people. It's it's me and Michael tonight. Me and the man. People get scared. Come on, let's get some ladies to call in. Ladies night? Is that what you want, Mike? Ladies night, yeah. We're going to have to do one of those <laughs> one, one of these days here. I got to tell you, before we, we take a break, I, I did not know that if you were a single man, you could not adopt, or, or should I say, buy a child. Really? I did not know that. I did not know that was a, a law. Well, I don't know the laws of adoption, but that's something to, to look into. I'm not quite sure if he was um, being honest there. Really? Or if not being honest, but what if he didn't even know? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it, it maybe may got confused. Even, it may even be, uh, it may differentiate, differentiate between states, you know? Probably. 
Um, I was thinking, is he that much against adoption? Who, Mr. Ryan? Right. I'm like, I was thinking, what does he have against adopting? Mm. Nothing too wrong with that, right? I'm not quite sure I see your point. What do you mean? Like, you don't think he approved of... of, uh, It didn't seem like it. I think what his point was make... His point was that uh, those uh, gentlemen who are uh, allegedly gay... Right. uh, ...were adopting young boys, Mm -hmm. whereas if you are a straight heterosexual male, you cannot adopt uh, a, a female, a child. I see. So, well, I will. I will have to go in and look into that because I have no idea about yeah. any of these um, regulations. But good lord, good lord. Well, once again, Mike, we will return in a moment here, and Mike, right. it's that time to go to the bathroom here. Okay, I'll see you at uh, a little after ten. After you got it. All right, hang see tight. Ya. And yes, boys and girls, it is that time to make your way to the bathroom or the fridge. Get that gimmick in you. Now is the time. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. If anything kills over 10 million people in the next few decades, it's most likely to be a highly infectious virus rather than a war. Not missiles, but microbes. Now, part of the reason for this is that we have invested a huge amount in nuclear deterrence. But we've actually invested very little in a system to stop an epidemic. We're not ready for the next epidemic. Let's look at Ebola. I'm sure all of you read about it in the newspaper. Uh, Lots of tough challenges. I followed it uh, carefully through the uh, case analysis tools we use to track polio eradication. And as you look at what went on, the problem wasn't that there was a system that didn't work well enough. The problem was that we didn't have a system at all. And welcome back to the program. I hope you enjoyed that little break. And of course, I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Mike Hideous. What's up, Mike? That would be me. Amazing. How are you there, Mr. Deacon? I can't complain. I have another beer in my hand. All right, then. Yeah, I needed to reload. Off to another good start. Well, I know how to do this. That you do. <laughs> I know how to do this, my friend. Oh, yeah. My, so, my, my bird's talking up a storm right now. I think, I actually think I heard her say, uh, Donald Trump. Really? <laughs> yes. I mean, I could be imagining it, but it sounded just like it. Oh, Mike. I, I just heard her say, oh, Trump. <laughs> really? Now we yeah, have to bring the, like you got to bring the bird in here now. Have to get an interview with uh, with Kiki. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. And Mike, you know, with everything I said before the break, you know, I, I still wouldn't vote for Joe Biden. I didn't think you would. Well, why would uh, I? Right. I, I mean, I know based on how I've I've know, I know you and the things that we've talked about. I sincerely believe that you would not take the low road because I know you see what's going on. Right. That I do. I was taking a drink. I knew you were. <laughs> that I do. Can you hear that, by the way, when I was drinking the beer? I heard you swallow. That's what she said. <laughs> so, yes, taking a swig here. And, Mike, we, we do have great news. The return of the Zika, the Zika virus, rather. I was going to say the miraculous return of the Zika virus. Got it. You don't remember that, Mike, with the little babies, with, with the little head? The little sunken head? You don't recall that? When was that? I know the name. Uh, I just thought it was a flu. Well, 
It's a virus. Okay. And during pregnancy, if a woman contracts the virus and, you know, she has the baby, the head of the baby is like shrunken, like, like one of those little heads that you see. A shrunken head, Mike. Okay. And uh, Asuka says they look like Roger Stone. <laughs> no, wait a minute. That's a good I'm getting one. confused. Who is this Roger Stone? I got to look him up. Hold on a second. You don't know who Roger Stone is? I, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. You know who he is. Do I? Yes. Of course right, you do. Of course right. you know who he is. Is it R-O-D or R-O-G? R-O-G. Stone. Mike, how can you not know who Roger Stone is? I might. I just can't. I'm losing. I'm having a blank. Oh, him. Right. Oh, okay. you know, like he has Roger. that face. He has that face. That. Oh, the face. He's got the face. You know who he is. Yes. I, 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 uh, I know who. As a matter of fact, um, I just saw him on, uh, this, uh, four part series about Donald Trump's rise to the presidency. In fact, uh, he was interviewed. Well, apparently Dean knows Roger pretty well. Does he now? Apparently, yeah, and I asked them on the show if you didn't hear that. I did. Yeah, but that's, I didn't know. That's, I didn't know how personal it was. Well, apparently they talk. Huh. Yeah, it's interesting okay. what's going on with uh, Mr. Roger Stone. And what is going on with Mr. Stone? Well, he's all uh, he's in trouble as as always. Really? Yeah, he's always up to something. Okay. And the latest with him, I, I believe, the last time. Was something to do with uh, reporting uh, to prison? Him go like like going to prison? Yeah, next week, but it was p- postponed. I believe it was because of the coronavirus. Oh, what did he do? Well, there's a lot of things that he did or didn't do, apparently. Hmm. But uh, for those that are wondering, he's 67 years old. Okay. And I don't think they're going to keep him in there. If, if they are, it seems like everyone's getting off. Wish I was. You wish you were getting off. <laughs> Sometimes I ask myself that very question. Do, you, do I wish I was getting off? You haven't gone late in a long time. I don't even care anymore. I'm over that. I'm done with sex. Are you going to just start jerking off everywhere? I'm not even going to do that. I'm going completely celibate. Really? <laughs> jerking off everywhere? Is that what you said? Yeah, just walk around your house and just <laughs> jerk off on the, the curtains. I don't know. And the curtains. Yeah, I mean, we're going to just... Give up on everything. You might as well just start jerking off everywhere. Oh, please. <laughs> no. I'm just, uh, I'm thinking about just going to, ce- I-, I was celibate for like five years. Um, I don't even know how you were able to do that. I don't either. It just sort of happened. I Good wasn't Lord. Exactly planning it, uh, but it happened. And, uh, it, you know, it all happened when I, I stepped out of the music industry. Went completely dry. Really? The, the well ran dry after that. Well, again, I, 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 let me emphasize. Go ahead. It, it, it happened after I retired from music in 2008. When I retired from music and I wasn't doing shows anymore, I, all of a sudden, like every booty call I knew was history. Oh my. Yeah. As well as friends too. A lot of my friends are, are so-called friends. Uh, they stopped calling. They stopped wanting to hang out. Um, and suddenly I realized that how many superficial friends I actually had. Yeah, unfortunately that goes that goes down. Yep. Really uh really made me open my eyes. 
you know, I knew it when I was a musician. I knew it. I, I knew there were people out there just, you know, hey, Mike, you know, can you get me on the guest list? Hey, Mike, can you get me drink tickets? Hey, Mike, you know, can I get one of the uh, one of those free things that you were handing out tonight? Or, you know, always the perks. Um, and, and, and in some cases, it was people just wanting to say, hey, I know Mike Hideous, you know. In fact, when they would introduce me, the first thing that they would say is, oh, this is Mike Hideous. He sang in The Misfits. I'm like, I sang in the Misfits for for five six months. That's it. Right. You know, like give it a break. Uh, if anything, you would say this is Mike. He's a musician. He's an artist. Right. Uh, he's a photographer. He's a writer. Whatever. But no, like some people were just so superficial, they would just go right to the. Oh yeah, this is Mike Idiot. He was in the Misfits. When I mean that couldn't be. I mean, yeah, it's true, but it's not like I was Glenn Danzig. Yes, the uh, fake friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I know. You, well. I don't know if you just heard my bird, but my bird just laughed and said, "Oh yeah." <laughs> the bird. It was that him. Yeah, yeah. I heard that, but I thought I thought that was someone else. No, that was Kiki. She wow. said uh, she went. <laughs> I heard that though. I heard the whistle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Um, by the way, I did receive an email. By the way, Mike, and I did tell you about this from uh, one of our listeners, Andy, out there. And basically, he's apologizing for, for some interaction he had in the chat. Oh, you had mentioned this to me. What, what exactly happened? Well, I guess at the time, people were losing their homes, is, is what he was saying, during the uh, Cali fires. And I guess um, someone, another person in the chat, they were sort of dismissive to the whole matter. And I guess he went after him. And he's apologizing me for that, but... Uh, to be honest with you, you really don't need to apologize to me for uh, going after someone in, in the chat. It's fine. Well, I think it's That's a nice right. gesture. It's a nice gesture, but it, he's got the right to uh, act that way in the chat. It's fine. Hey, you know what? As long as it's done respectfully and tactfully, you're right. You, you do have the right to do that. You got the right to do whatever you want in, in the chat to say you like the show, say you hate the show. That's fine. Right. Go after another listener. I mean, that's fair game in my world. Yeah. And, and like I say, as long as it's done tactfully and without disrespect, you know, that, that's that's how things should work. But, you know, when you start dealing with people who are on the left or liberals or BML or BLM or BM. Well, Brett Carney, though, by the way, uh, Brett Lewis in the chat, he says, Mike, Michael likes to see the blood. And he's very, uh, very true, by the way, uh, Mike. I am kind of. Uh, conflicted with everything going on as you know i do like seeing the world burn at times sometimes we want really? to well sometimes we have to get rid of uh, certain people out there i agree to that that comment. i mean we I, kind of are overpopulated of course so you know i don't mind uh, seeing people uh, die off doesn't bother me uh, as cold-blooded well, as that may sound to you i mean it's uh, darwin all over again you know i don't mind and survival of the fittest mike and and for, with all due respect, just hypothetically, think about this. What sure. if it was your family, bro? Well, in some cases, it's going to be my family. Okay. No enough. one's special in my book. <laughs> We're all bacteria on this planet. Okay. Sorry, got to be realistic here. I hear you. I got to be the realist here. So You know, I, I'll be the first to admit, and this may sound really effed up, to, especially to somebody who's very religious, uh, especially from the Christian oh, religion. Mike, I'm, glad the you, Muslim religion. I'm glad you said that. Finish your thoughts. Um, but, you know, when you and, – and I agree with you, Michael. I think that we are massively overpopulated, um, not only in this – actually, we have a lot of room in this country, but there are a lot of other countries that are 
well overpopulated. China, Japan, uh, uh, the Asian countries. The this is why uh, this is why I say I would, I would make a horrible president, Mike. Me too. I'd be really <laughs> just awful. The worst. Um, oh yeah. But, you know what I'm saying is that there there is a there are far too many people in the world, and I think that I've been saying this for a long time now that we are headed for a giant catastrophe. And I've always said either it's going to be it's either going to be a plane, nuclear war, or a big rock from outer space with our name on it. And you're not wrong. No, no, I'm not. That you know, might something's going to happen. And you brought up religion earlier, and of course, earlier on in the first half of the program, when we were talking to Mr. Dean Ryan, I said, I predict the Bible is next. And I do certainly feel that way to some extent, Mike, to be honest with you. I think the Bible is next, and most religion will eventually be banned. Uh, yeah. uh, you know what, brother? I, I really I, think I, so. Uh, as much as I agree with you, I, I sincerely doubt it because I... You think it's going to stick stick around with, with this sort of cultural revolution that's going around, this cancel well, culture? Think of this. Go ahead. Think of this, okay? These 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 morons uh, from these, these American terrorist groups, they want to outlaw Christianity and Judaism, but you never hear them speak about Muslim, uh, Islam. So the Islamic religion is protected fiercely by those who worship it. Now, don't get me wrong, Michael. I'm on your side. If it were up to me, I would banish every religion in this world. I don't even mind. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even mind if they do ban religion. Uh, Mike, I, it wouldn't be an issue with me at all. I wouldn't be crying. Right. And me neither. <laughs> I wouldn't be crying. I think religion, religion is one of the most detrimental causes of war throughout the world look what it look what the muslim uh the 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 whole muslim war was about i mean these guys never stop fighting they've been fighting for uh 1700 years they'll never stop they'll never stop that's all that's right they will never stop but again you know i almost feel like giving all of you people knee pads with all the praying you do out there what a way to live on your knees I don't know. I wouldn't live that way. That's not the way I do things. If you want to live your entire life on your knees, that's your decision. But I'd rather stand than kneel or pray uh, to a man, to a deity. I don't give a fuck about any of that. I would never kneel. My knees will not touch the ground for any man or God. Let's put it that way. Fuck that. And here's the weird thing. Like for me, you know, being a modern day Satanist, like some people would consider that to be a an occult religion. Um, I mean, I don't see it that way. But in the rituals that I've performed in the past and and even up till recently, they are somewhat religious to an extent, if you will. Um, it's very hard to, for me to explain the the complexities of of performing a ritual, a, a, a magical ritual, as opposed to having a mass for a mainstream religion it, it, it there's a difference but at the same time they're somewhat closely related uh for example the church of satan and, and the higher ups in, in the church of satan the, the people who actually run it you know the, um peter gilmore and uh, uh blanche uh, i forget her i forget the last name but these people who are in the upper um you know the higher uh, hierarchy of satanism they they sort of do worship the devil. So- yeah, and to clear some things up, Mike, um, some listeners out there have wondered if you do actually like worship a, a deity, or if you are more of the uh, 
uh, Satanist that sort of uh, goes along with more of the philosophical sort of uh, connotation. And that's a question to me personally? It's just, well, it's not a question that was specifically asked. I'm asking you that because other people out there have wondered uh, to some extent uh, slightly about, you know, what you truly believe and follow. So let me explain in a nutshell. I, I can't go into it fully because it's very, very deep, very philosophical, very complicated, believe it or not. Um, yeah, there are people out there who see uh, Lucifer as a, a deity as well as the demons um, and the demonic entities that are associated with Satanism and Lucifer himself. Being <laughs> – my bird just went, uh-huh. <laughs> he agrees. Um, uh being a modern Satanist, the first thing that comes to mind for me when I think of, of Satanism is um, being completely and 100% in control of your life as well as uh, uh, being uh, – taking uh, – uh, how do I say this? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Taking responsibility for your own actions. That's the number one rule of Satanism. You take responsibility for your own actions. You don't blame anybody else. Unless, of course, they did it to you. Uh, so if you make a mistake or you screw something up, it's your fault. No one else. You don't blame anybody else for it. Like these people who blame the devil every time there's a, a, a hurricane or a tornado or a forest fire or, or whatever. They immediately blame the devil. And that's ridiculous um, because these are the people, the same people who say, well, you know, God creates everything, which means he also creates war and so on. But without getting off track. And COVID-19. And COVID-19. There you go. But without, so without getting off track, for me personally, I – and I always – I used to ask every Satanist I ever knew, I used to ask him this question. If you believe in the devil, wouldn't that mean that you also believe in a, in, in, in a god? Like, you know, positive, negative, good, bad? So I've heard – some people have said, no, I don't believe in that. They, 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 they truly believe that it's, it's, a, it's a, an, a, a theory, a method. Um, and I then, then so, and, and then you've got the the whole issue of uh, uh, casting spells and being involved in rituals. <clears throat> so if you're you're casting spells and or having rituals, who are you doing the rituals for, and how are you casting spells? Now, there's a, the way to explain it is two different ways. If you're if you're if you're casting a spell or a curse in this case, um, you're 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 using your mind to, in a nutshell. To change, you're, you're using your mind to change the future, to 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 alter things what would would be, uh, and it doesn't always work out. But when you have a ritual, in most cases, you are idolizing some sort of a demonic entity. I've done it myself. Now, for me, and I've always gone to how Anton Lavey saw this. There really isn't a red horned pointy-tailed, uh, goatee-sporting demon named Satan. It is – it's a method. It's a theory. But at the same time, there are those who believe that there are paranormal um, associations with Satanism so that if you do reach out for, the, uh, for help uh, in casting a spell with a demonic entity, that you are indeed reaching out to some sort of foreign entity that we cannot explain. It goes very deep, Mike. I know what I believe in. I know what I mean. 
but it's very hard for me to describe it in a nutshell. Understood. And of course, Brett Lewis in the chat says, a Satanist who defends Judeo-Christian values quite emotionally, he is at war with himself. Well, hang on now. Hang on now. Go ahead. Defend yourself, Brett. Exactly is, what Brett is saying. throwing you down the fire. All right. So here, here's, here's what I, I'm trying to explain. In this country that I was born and raised in, the the country was founded on Judeo-Christian values. Yuck. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to keep it real. I don't give a fuck. Cool. Now, now, remember, Go ahead. I, I was born and raised Roman Catholic, all right? I went to Sunday school. I went to church, communion, uh, catechism, communion, uh, penance, the whole thing. Um, it was at age 13 when I began to question religion, and it was by age 25 that I had completely renounced my religion and give, had given it up and uh, you know became more of a uh, spiritual guy, if you will. I didn't become a Satanist until 2010, 2011. Um, and that's all because I, I researched it and I, I went into it. Now, here's what I'm getting at. The way the country had been working for as long as it did, it gave us the freedom of religion. So I felt that at least living in this country under the values of of, of the country, which was founded on Judeo-Christian values, I felt it was more accessible to practice Satanism than if I were in, say, Turkey or Afghanistan or Iraq or Iran, uh, or even you know some Asian countries for that matter. Because let's face it, anybody who who fiddles with the occult or the underground or, or Satanism is considered to be you know an enemy of of the church or, or whatever religion. So, though I don't believe in Christianity or Judea uh, or Jewish, um, what am I trying to say? Uh, the Jewish faith, faith or Islamic faith or any mainstream religion, um, I still give people the right to, to believe because I can't change their minds and I don't intend to, and I really don't give a damn. I know what I believe, and that's all that matters to Amazing. me. Amazing. Hopefully, that answers any sort of question they had for you, Brett, out there. I mean, I hope Brett doesn't think I'm some kind of jerk that, you know, I'm, I'm playing two sides because I'm not. Uh, but keep in mind, Brett, I mean, my own father, who I love dearly with all my heart and soul, is a devout Roman Catholic. You know, well, I'll I piss said, people I would, off right now with this. You know, if you depend on a book to teach you moral values, I have to say you have issues. And that's right. But I, I also agree that, that the fact that the Bible itself is, is a book of stories that I don't believe are true. However, I do believe that in some cases the stories allow people to understand how to be good people to one another. Um, again, I don't, I don't worship the Bible, but I think if people didn't see it, for example, if the terrorists didn't read the Quran and think that every word was, uh, you know, verbatim, and that they had to go out and kill people and kill, uh, sub, uh, uh, kill homosexuals and shoot infidels, you know, if they just read the book and saw it for what it was written 1,700 years ago, just like the Bible, maybe people would understand. Oh well, you know, it's a book of good moral ethics. Let's face it. Ban Rock religion. Is, pardon? I said ban religion. I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, as I said, it, it, the book, the, the Bibles are books based stories that allow you to learn how to live like a decent person. Again, again, I must say, if you really need a book to teach you that, I honestly think you probably have issues in your life. Well, 
All right, let, let's take it back. And actually, most people, when they come to the Bible or religion, it's because they have issues in their life. So, I mean, That's we right. go full circle. It's just, I, I don't know, man. I just think it's all bullshit, to be honest with you. That's why I am an atheist. And, you know, I am someone who I, I do not believe in the existence of a God or any God. And, and be that as it may, you got to keep in mind the book was written 17, both books, Quran and the Bible, were written 1,700 years ago, whereas the uh, the uh, Old Testament was written, I believe, 3,000 years ago, uh, before Christianity. So what I'm getting at is this. At, the, at that time, before the mid-1800s and even the late 1800s, uh, before the industrial era, era, people did not understand things, and so they created stories to help make people feel better. So when the stories of, uh, you know, the creation of back to, God, back to what I was saying earlier to you, do we believe in facts or do we believe in things that make us feel better? Well, today we believe in facts. Pussy shit. Anyways, I just wanted to quickly say Johnny's list in the chat. He says Deacon does not get good show, but it's getting low IQ now. I have to say those that are religious have a low IQ. I believe I have a higher IQ by default just by the fact that you are religious. Uh, call in and prove me wrong. You're right. Call in and prove me wrong. Anyone you know out why? there who disagrees, call in and prove that you have a higher IQ than I do. Prove it. You know why that prove is? Prove it. Because, because we believe in science. And of course, right. science can change, and it does that's at right. times. Right. And that's what science is all about. And it admits when it's wrong. Absolutely. Do individuals admit when they are wrong? Do political parties admit when they are wrong? Has our own government admitted when they are wrong? Do they ever? The <laughs> of course not. It when it's wrong? No. Of course. They never do. No. no one takes personal responsibility. And of course, that's something that Satanism sort of teaches. Right. Responsibility. Which is ironic, to say the very least. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right, it's true. Jesus Christ. Hey, don't use his name. Where's Jesus when you need him? I thought he was going to stop the <laughs> coronavirus. What about the aliens, Mike? I, I thought they were going to stop the uh, coronavirus, too. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, golly, man. It, there's they? so much we could go on about this, this topic. But where it's are really they? Deep. Pardon? I said, where are they? I'm looking. Yeah, me too, man. I've been looking all my life. I'm looking. You know, lots of people come after me there on Twitter saying they're going to call into the show and wipe the floor with me that... X, Y, and Z, and I say, call in. Here's the number. Prove me wrong. They never call in. That's right. Put your money where your mouth is. Prove me wrong. That's the thing. You cannot argue. And we've said this a thousand times. You cannot argue with a person or debate with a person who believes in religion or God as, you know, the all being. Well, Mike, we talk to people that believe the coronavirus is not real. That they, they think it's a hoax. They think it's nonsense. Can't next thing it. you know, next thing you know, they're going to tell us that the earth is flat. <laughs> Good God, Mike. Where's God to help these people? God help me from your followers. My it's goodness. A it's a shame. It's sad. It is. And we're only trying to help. You know, I, there's so many scientific people, uh, scientists, I should say, who, who just, you know, whenever, when I used to work, when I used to volunteer at the observatory, I can't tell you how many times I would sit there and talk with the um, with the, the NASA ambassador, Laura was her name, who taught me how to use the uh, the telescope. And we would talk about you know religion, and I would say to her, you know, 
you look out into the vastness of space and try to comprehend how big it is. And then you ask yourself, what, what makes us so special that we think God created all of this? You know, I mean, there, there have got to be other planets out there. And let's just say there are and that they have their own ways of religion. Did you ever see the movie Avatar? Of course. Okay. Great remember film. How, you know what pissed me off about that movie? They went <laughs> onto that planet and they, they found those blue people, those blue basketball players that were like 14 feet tall. And they, they started worshiping a tree. That pissed me off. Oh, that was or, their god. Did you ever see the movie? Uh, I think it's called Pitch Black with um, uh, big guy. Um, he was in uh, Fast and Furious. The guy, the bald headed guy, the guy who talks with a really deep voice. Which one? There's a few of them. Uh, he was in the movie called Pitch Black. Hmm. Oh, um, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty in his name now. Um, Vin Diesel, right? Vin Diesel, right, right. So the first movie, the ship crashes on this planet. And there's an actor on there playing the part of a Muslim. And here they are in another part of the galaxy. And this guy gets out and starts praying to Mecca. And I'm like, are you serious? Really? How? How is that possible? And how could you go to another planet and think that, oh, I don't know. I guess, I guess. How ironic, right? Yeah. yeah. By the way, I, I believe I saw a comment on here uh, very briefly by Wilfred, who says science is a religion as well. Well, I completely I, disagree with you on that I, one. I, I, yeah, I think it depends on how you define the word religion, because science is far from religious. Uh, although I kind of get what he's saying. I kind of get what he's saying, but I, I kind of disagree with it. Usually that time. comes from people that are heavily religious who reject science completely. Say that again. I didn't quite hear the whole thing. I said people who usually say that, they usually are very religious themselves and they reject science completely. Yeah. Yeah, who was that guy we interviewed that had the uh, dinosaur park? Yeah, that's um remember him, right? Of course. Was it Eric something? No, you you are talking about Mr. Hoban. Right, right. Uh yeah, look what like look at him. Like how many Dr. Kent Hoban. When we tried talking to him, he made it very clear that he did not believe that the stars were as far as they were away. He did not believe that that uh, the dinosaurs were here millions of years before we were. Um, he did not believe, or he believed that the dinosaurs walked the Earth just three thousand years ago. Um, I mean, science has proven all of that wrong. In fact, science even proved that the Shroud of Turin was was fake. That the um, uh, what you call it, the uh, the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls were fake. You know. There are people who just don't want to believe it. And that's fine. People can believe whatever they want, just like those out there who believed whatever they want and went out and contracted a virus and died, just like mm -hmm. the religious pastors out there. You can believe whatever you want, but the question is... Go right? ahead. The question really is like... Doesn't matter to me. Willing, <laughs> are, you, are you willing to learn the truth of things when we have facts about them. Well, again, again it Mike, it, it goes back to people want to believe what feels right, not facts. Right. And that's, that's the issue. Not necessary. That's the issue in America. People want to believe what they want. There is definitely something called bias, confirmation bias, Mike. That's very real. Absolutely. People don't want to hear anything else. You know, one well, thing that you should always do is if you believe in something, you should always try to debunk it. That's what I do. Interesting. 
I don't believe that you have. Yes. Your own way of, of, of making sure it's real. Why not question what you believe? Even facts change over time. No shit. That's what science is all about. That's why I said science changes over time as well, because they admit when they've made a mistake. Right. Do politicians do that? Do other people do that down the line? No. Of course not. Science is probably one of the only things that is truthful because that's how science works and, and how most of the scientists have taken the oath of, of stating they will always be willing to understand what's been proven and what is theory. Exactly. And that goes with the scientific method, uh, which most people don't follow. Well, especially if they're religious. Uh, exactly. They don't even know what that is. Hmm? How could they? Uh, it just goes to show you that people... Well, people want to be brainwashed all they want. Go ahead. I mean, again, if you want to live on your knees for the rest of your life, (laughs) go ahead. That's what makes me laugh about a a lot of, um, quote unquote, conspiracy uh, theorists out there, Mike. Uh, A lot of them are religious. It's really mind boggling, to be honest. It It really is. It's quite ironic. There's a number of, of very intelligent people that we have interviewed uh, both dedicated to this country and dedicated to knowing the truth about politics and stuff that are have proven themselves to be obviously very religious. Very. Frightening. Very religious. I, I shouldn't say it's frightening. It's disturbing in the sense that they are, are, are choosing to, to believe something that is, again, I've said it a thousand times, blind faith. Uh, blind faith, which we can both agree, Mike, is not... A pathway to truth. That's exactly right. It's definitely not a reliable pathway to truth. No. It's it's just based on thoughts of wanting to believe. Like the cavemen believed there was a, you know, a giant uh, in the sky that would, you know, put the sun up and the moon up and bring the tides in from, from the ocean, so on and so forth. It's all stories, Mike. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that all religion is just wrong and it's a waste of time and throw it away i mean all religion out there they all have their good points you know it's it's weird for me to sit back every time i hear one of our guests talk about how you know talk about god or or even make comments about the devil you know the devil is coming to get us or satanism and i i i laugh <laughs> well, of course but again just because something is right doesn't mean it's always right on everything right that's the problem um, even so, a broken yeah. clock is right twice a day. <laughs> so, yeah, when I hear these people who are saying the things that they say, I, I mean, I wish you could see my face sometimes because I'm sitting here, you know, chuckling. And, and you know, That's why I have a mute button for Mike. <laughs> oh, trust me. But, uh, you know, again, maybe I also don't want to offend those out there that may listen to the show and do believe in God. It's nothing personal for me, at least. I can't speak for Michael. For me, at least, I'm not out there to say I'm better than you. If you believe in God, that's your choice. That's your choice. Well, I definitely do think I'm better than most. That's for sure. (laughs) But no, it isn't anything personal. It's just I like to be backed by the facts. Right. And that's how I feel, too. And I have no evidence for the existence of God. And I have no evidence for uh, any of it, really. I, I can't well, prove it or disprove Claus. it. I, I don't have uh, proof of any of these things. So that's why I'm an atheist. What about Santa Claus? You believe in him? I don't believe in Santa Claus. How about the Easter Bunny? Sometimes. 
and Patrick's uh, elf. No. <laughs> no. What's, what's he again? Uh, Irish, uh, not an elf, uh, a leprechaun. A leprechaun, there you go. <laughs> what's an elf? It's like a, the Hobbit or something. Elf, leprechaun, it's kind of the same shit, right? <laughs> kind of the same thing, right? Basically. <laughs> But yes, uh, that's why I'm an atheist. I don't have the evidence for the existence or non-existence of uh, any god, really. Uh, nothing has really uh, proved it for me, to be honest, which is why I'm an atheist. How would you? But yeah, it's all good. People can believe whatever they want. That's what uh, being an American is all about, Mike, having that freedom of choice and freedom of thought. That's right. Yeah. In fact, I mentioned that before. That's what I believe. That's why I feel that this country, well, up until just recently, I always felt that this country <laughs> was a place for me to be, considering my beliefs in the the darker elements of so called religion or or occult religion. I don't right. even know how to explain it now. Like I don't even know what I would call being a Satanist uh, is for me. Even if know? there was a religious statue, <clears throat> a, a big one, Mike, let's say in Washington D.C. instead, and they protesters were around it and wanting to remove it. I would actually be against that, to be honest. I got something for you. Did you know that in Detroit, there is a, uh, I, I believe the... Um, Baphomet? Yeah, there's a Baphomet statue. Or Baphomet, as you like to say. As I like to call it, yeah, Baphomet. We could call but it either, that. Either way is fine. Uh, there is a statue of Baphomet uh, with two children at, at his, uh, his sides uh, in the sense that he's teaching them. Sure. And uh, that was erected um, from uh, uh, the people of the Church of Satan, which is a separate sect from the California, uh, uh, San Francisco Church of Satan, and as well as New York City. Um, and they they started their own thing, so to speak, the, the Church of Satan. And um, they had a, a, a Baphomet bronze bath it's like 18 feet tall. that's a big big ass thing i've seen that yeah mm -hmm. so so here's what i was getting at is like now it's the uh, satanic temple by the way is it yes okay yeah the satanic temple that's right i stand corrected um and uh i was a member of them for a while but i actually i haven't followed up with them in a long time because they were they were uh i don't know whatever so what i'm trying to get at is do you think that that statue would be pulled down if they're pulling down all these racist so-called racist statues if it was up somewhere up yeah if it was up somewhere i'm sure it would be attacked no doubt yeah yeah I, you know i'm against any statue being removed to be honest with you but this one in particular this doesn't have have to do with anything political no right. civil war no uh you know kkk or anything like that so uh, it's just really i'm just wondering like where does it go where does it go from where we are right now. Yeah, well, I was not perturbed by the statue erected at all. Certainly doesn't bother me. No, I'm not bothered by any anything, uh, statue, a flag. Yeah. I don't give a shit about that. I mean, I have other things I value a lot deeper than things that were created by other people. I have no clue who they are, and quite frankly, I don't give a shit about them. So, I mean, why would it bother me? It has nothing to do with my life in any personal way, so... You know, I kind of laugh at some people that are so emotional over any of it, really. I mean, again, I'm against it, but I'm not going to be crying. I'm not going to lose sleep over it, that's for sure. Well, you know, it just said the magic word, these people who are offended. That yeah, they're offended. That's that's the problem, Mike. People are offended that, about everything now. Exactly. That's what I was just going to say. There's so the, many people that yeah, have just Mike, become so sensitive. The pussification of America is real. 
no doubt. Lots of girly men out there. Lots of beta oh. men. Beta oh, males, yes. Feminist males. Feminist. Yeah, you got that, um, that, uh, what's his name out there? That Mike Pence. <laughs> <laughs> you knew I was going to bring him up again. I didn't know you were going to go with that route, but that's okay. He's dating Anderson Cooper. <laughs> I'm joking, by the way. He's not really dating Anderson Cooper, but, you know, they would, they would make a pretty good couple. Oh. They both got that thing going on. That thing. That face and that hair. <laughs> yeah, they'd get along. Oh, I bet. Oh, I bet, Mike. They would get along. That's for sure. They do have that same haircut. You're right. Yeah, I'm telling you, Mike. I think he's in the closet. (laughs) I think he just needs to spend some time over here in Palm Springs, Mike, where there's a big community. Is it? Oh, yeah, Mike. We have the largest community uh, about an hour away from where I am, Palm Springs, California. Isn't there a Palm Springs in Florida? I think there might be. Supposed to be a real ritzy section, too. Is there a Palm Springs in Florida? I think you might be right. Yeah, there is. The village yeah. in Florida, right. Yeah, I, I only know that because I saw when I watched that that uh, that thing about Jeffrey Epstein. Um, oh, my. You saw that? Yeah. Oh, it's it was fascinating. You saw the whole thing? The whole thing. Fascinating. Oh, shit. I haven't seen the whole thing. You got to watch that. You got to watch Caliphate, too. They're two fantastic episodes. You got they it. really are. Before we shut down here, since we... Are coming to a close, Mike. What did you make of the Jeffrey Epstein documentary? Well, for one, I I choose to believe that he was murdered. There's no doubt in my mind that uh, I feel firmly that there was an inside job in which he was murdered to protect the elite um, who visited his island and uh, uh, whatever did the things that they did. Right, um, right. And it may very well have been, and I'm I'm only saying this as a as a as a hypothetical opinion. Sure. It very it very may well have been the Clinton family who who had him 86. Had him whacked? You think? I, I I think I'm not. I mean, anything's possible, but it, there's no doubt about it in my mind. Something happened. They didn't want him to talk, and I really don't think he committed suicide. I don't think. You know, and if he did. The fact that the TV can't, the uh, security cameras were off. The guards weren't checking on him. They, you know, he wasn't on suicide watch. Allegedly, the guy tried to kill himself what a week earlier. Right. And by the way, I just I said earlier here uh, about fairy tales, and I said in previous shows the only way to describe the year 2020 would to say it's like a fairy tale, and the fact that none of it seems real. And in this case, Mike, uh, none of it seems real at all either. It's pretty wild stuff that's going on. And of course, this is another thing that was sent my way. Apparently, there were 12 individuals who saw Anthony Weiner's laptop, which of course contained incriminating information on Hillary. And of course, nine of those 12 people uh, are dead now, allegedly. No kidding. I don't know if that's true or not, but it seems like anyone that's connected to the Clintons to any sort of... um deeper extent they seem to be uh buried underground somewhere you know what you know what really that's kind of weird mike if you think about it you know what really blows my mind michael is how we can sit here as two rational human beings and discuss some of the things that we see happening in politics in this country in in so many different angles and aspects of life and yet there are so many people who don't see it I, i i'm baffled by that i really am like, how are we the only ones? Well, I acquiesce. There's um, many more people out there who do see it too, though. 
we're just in the minority and that's all. We're a small number, Mike. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, there are a lot of people who certainly learned that, you know, uh, that there was no Russian collusion from Donald Trump. There was Russian collusion from the Clintons. But of course, that is uh, not looked upon as a bad thing. Uh, nobody will investigate that. You know, the, the media doesn't care about that, but they will worry about Stormy Daniels. They will worry about uh, how a phone call was conducted for Ukraine. And then, of course, the Russia thing. It, it's, it's amazing. What's wrong I with just, Stormy Daniels? Nothing. She's got a great rack. You'd get in there, Mike? Eh, I'd look at them. That's After a it. long uh, drought there, Mike, take her down. Take her down. Take her down to <laughs> Pound Town, Mike. Take her down and go to town. And go to town, and afterwards you could paint rocks with her. <laughs> <laughs> paint some rocks uh, with um, a porn rocks. star, former porn star. Former, is she former? I thought she was still going at it. I think I don't think she's doing porn these days. Well, I could be wrong, but the last time I I was reading up on her, she was uh, still doing the stripping uh, gig there. Yeah, yeah. working well, as a stripper. I uh, will admit she's she's very sexy looking and uh, a dirty pig. Um, Amazing. I mean, I mean that in the most oh, in a good way, ki- kindest way. <laughs> <laughs> right. She's so, a good woman, I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure she's a great woman. Yeah. My goodness. By the way, Mike, you might have missed this one, and oh. goes back to Russia. Okay. Since you brought it up, I just remembered. I recalled there was an article that came out recently that stated. Russia reportedly paid Taliban-linked militants bounty money to kill American troops. I heard that, too. You heard that, yes. I was um, very interested in getting Dean's opinion, but I completely forgot to ask him. But yeah, U.S. intelligence officials assessed that Russia's military intelligence agency offered bounties to uh, Taliban-linked militants to kill NATO troops in Afghanistan, which include American forces... Go ahead, Mike. Are you surprised? I'm not surprised. There you go. They were never on our side. That's right. Look, man. I never liked Russia. The whole world is just effed up. Everything is just effed up. We are not what we were 100 years ago. This is why I said, this is why I I was saying we are not winning in in all the most essential fronts, Mike. We we need the world to uh, respect us, in my opinion. We need to be the driving force again, which we no longer are in the eyes of the rest of the world. And the whole world is watching, Mike. And that's what perturbs me the most, especially with all the rising tensions around the world. You don't think other countries are not looking at us thinking that we are a bunch of uh, punk bitches. That's right. I I'm say sorry. That I got to be honest, man. I got to be honest. And every day I say that, Mike. It's just every coming day. out of me now. I, I got to be honest with you. I didn't want to say that, but I mean, we are looking like a bunch of bitches. I got to be honest. You know, all these countries are just laughing and they're like, they have to be. I think we're, we're being mocked and I, I don't like that. No doubt about it. And that's what, that's what scares me because, you know, in the end, we really need to be careful because if we go, I think we're so. going to be sitting here bickering amongst ourselves. Meanwhile, you know, if we're so engulfed in, in destroying ourselves, what's going to stop some lunatic like uh, Ching Pong Chong out in North Korea uh, from, from setting off a, a nuke towards us? That's an interesting you know? name there. Ching Pong Chong? That's a good one. That big fat turd. I think I ordered that off a Chinese uh, menu yesterday. <laughs> I think I ordered that at Panda Express, the drive-thru. <laughs> I, 
I hate that guy. He, he's, 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 his people are starving and, uh, he's just worried about, you know, setting off missiles to try to kill us. Amazing. What a, what, a, what an idiot. I mean, as, before all this shit hit the fan with this, this goddamn virus, gotta admit, the president was really kicking ass. As a businessman, he really knew what he was doing, and he did some of the greatest things for this country. Well, I thought and things were going well. Yeah, I I do too. Or I, I thought did. so. And 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 now now you know look where we're at. It, 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 I just it it really to me it seems that as though the opposing side is just out to they're out for blood. They really are, and and it it, it really angers me how these people cannot accept his election. It blows my mind. It's a wild time. It is a wild time, Mike. The civil unrest that we've been watching, the world is in chaos, the economic chaos that's going on right now, too. I got to be honest. And it's going to get you, worse, even, Mike. It's going to get worse. I don't, I don't even give a damn about the rest of the world. All I care about is my country. Amazing. Let, Same here. Let the rest of the country take care of uh, let the other countries take care of themselves and let us stop policing everybody. Let's worry about ourselves. And let's stop giving money to Israel, to be honest. Every, let's as, cut that and off. every other country that yeah, we let's give a dollar check to every year. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was on board when President Trump said America first. I mean, I really, I was hoping he meant that. I was hoping he would cut uh, the rest of the world off almost in a way. But then again, we have to worry about the world economy. That's the problem, though, Mike. We have to slowly uh, sort of excuse ourselves from the uh, the, the table for a lack of a better phrase there i agree slowly uh, and i was on board with what he said about china as well to get away from their threshold of the way they have a hand in everything right and consumerism and and, and, and how did that happen we let them do it we let them do it. well we we set it up for them we That's said, "Here, right. here's all this money go ahead yep, and uh, yep. make everything for us and you know yeah. we'll bill you later Yep. It's because we got a, we got fucking lazy. Right. That's what happened. We got really lazy. We didn't want to do any of the hard work. This is how Rome fell. And that's the issue, Mike. We have to take personal responsibility for ourselves. Now we can't go around blaming everyone else. The, the issue is with us. That's the issue. We, we have to fix ourselves before and, we can even I, fix the rest of the goddamn world. I truly believe that, um, this all began in in the sixties with the hippie movement, the sexual revolution, right? The sexual revolution and do you know do what you want kind of thing. And I feel that you know we became more laxed, too um, lax, too too goddamn uh, complacent, right? And I've said this a hundred times, but you cannot have peace without might. I'm afraid so. There is no peace overall. That's and, the and especially with the rest of the world, with the lunatics and the other country, the leaders in the other countries that just are just dying to get into a war. And, and you know, they just want what we have. America is, is so great. We have so many great things. We do so many. The people have so much freedom and they just look upon it with complete contempt. And, you know, in, they take it for granted. Like, how could you take this country for granted? I'd like to see any of these pitiful morons, these uneducated jerks, go to another country and try to protest the way they protest here. That's another they'd thing. Be, you know, they'd be shot and killed. You know, I do find a lot of people out there who do complain about everything under the sun, 
I always think, my goodness, the way you're complaining, you would think you lived in a third world nation. Yeah. I mean, things are, are things really that bad in America, by the way? I, I don't really think so. It's only little parts that are, you know, kind of shitty, you know? But Every country's everything's have pretty good, though. Problems, I mean, we got it pretty good here, though, Mike. I mean, we got electricity. We got we've got, we've got Netflix. I mean, all we're being asked for is to stay at home for a little bit again. I mean, I don't, I, I'm with you. I, I want the economy to open and all that. Of course. And we will have to find a way to redo everything thanks to the CCP virus. And that's part of the good and bad news, Mike, that I had for you. The good news is that, well, we're here, Mike, that we're alive, that we're not in, in Skid Row in Los Angeles, homeless, dying of, um, dysentery or COVID-19 right now. And the bad news is, well, there's another lockdown. And, and now when you say that, do you mean it's coming? Oh, it's already here. It's happening. Look at Florida. Look at Texas. Look at California. Look at where I'm at. Gavin Newsom. He mentioned Imperial County. That's where I am, Mike. He talked about cases going way up. And of course, I mentioned the extension the hospitals have built out here, the tents for uh, COVID-19. And of course, we are flying people out from this hospital to other places in Southern California, Mike. So it's not looking very good out here, especially where I am now. The problem now is starting to hit home now. If ever, if ever, one could say that there was chaos within this country, I think now would be the time. Yes, and Bandit Uno says there will not be another lockdown. Well, I disagree with you. That's what I heard, too. That's what I heard the president say. Yeah, well... But frankly, We've I don't heard, think it's I don't think yeah. it's up to him to enforce it's it. It's not up to I him. That's the, the problem. Governors. I think it's the governors. It's the governors in the state that control that, not the uh, president. Right, right. It might be a shock to some people out there because, you know, this is the first yeah, they, time they, they actually follow, followed along with um politics, so it might be news to them. Yeah. You know, but but it's exactly right that it's not the the president can only uh suggest you know, stay at home or something like that. It's up to the to the uh, the governors and the state uh, representatives to enforce those um, laws, if you will. Absolutely. So once again, Mike, we are coming to a close here, and it's been a fun evening yet again. No doubt. That's always fun. I, I hope you enjoyed the conversation with uh, Mr. Dean Ryan. Yeah, it was very interesting. He had some very interesting. <laughs> Oops, excuse me. He had some very interesting things to say tonight. So yeah. Oh, it's interesting. Nice. As we take it home here tonight and pull this Larry Silverstein style, I want to thank all of you out there this evening for being a part of the program. Those in the uh, chat room, uh, the mods out there, thank you so much. And of course, uh, to uh, Dave, uh, Christina, and everyone else out there, really. Don't forget, if you are a fan of the program, definitely hit subscribe on uh, YouTube. And of course, follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox. And everywhere else, basically, just type in the Michael Deacon program and you'll find me and Mike Hideous right here. Right on. Always fun. Mike, go ahead and plug anything you'd like. The floor is yours. Go ahead. Uh, Well, I'm only going to plug the Facebook page. Um, Yeah, because that's the only thing that's currently working right now. Um, So it's uh, facebook.com slash Hideous Mike, M-Y-K-E. Um, I want to say thank you to our guest, Mr. Dean Ryan. Uh, thank you to our host. Mr. Michael Deacon, and to all the listeners out there, thank you very much for listening as usual. Um, keep tuning in. Thanks very much, guys. Amazing. Take care, Mike. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon, okay? Good night, my friend. Bye-bye. 
And there he goes, boys and girls, my co-host, Mr. Mike Hideous. And of course, if you are a hardcore fan, go ahead and follow me over at uh, patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. And that is where you'll find yours truly going one-on-one with all walks of life. And of course, I do have another episode coming up for you out there. Those of you who are subscribed to Patreon, you will find me right there very, very soon again with a new episode. I believe on the 30th, I have a Billy Ray Valentine once again, and that will be fun. So yes, patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon if you are a hardcore listener and want bonus material. Yeah, that's where you'll find it. And of course, as I said earlier, download the podcast rendition of the program on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, and of course, uh, Spotify. That is, if you use uh, Spotify, is that you out there? And of course, international listeners out there, thank you so much for your support. The UK, Australia, Norway, Brazil, and uh, Germany, Guten Morgen, to you out there. Top Talent Show yet again, I want to thank Mr. Dean Ryan. And of course, Mr. Mike Hideous, my co-host. Now, whatever it is that you do choose to believe, you certainly must adapt. Look at all the changes around you, boys and girls. Uh, do remember, everything can change. A drop of a dime. That's life, boys and girls. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody. Thank you.